0: Come with us now if you dare down a rickety staircase into a dank dark basement what awaits the saturday night freak show <laughs>
1: hey thanks for listening to the saturday night freak show podcast we're usually a movie review podcast that comes your way every saturday night uh with, well tonight this is the main event this is the one that this is the most listened to episode of the year, actually. Yeah.
2: Way to put the pressure on us, coming yeah, right.
1: <laughs> yeah. The best. You better
2: perform and the you know, one
1: worst movies of 2019. We've
0: done some really drunk versions of this, so it can only get better. That's right. Mm,
1: that's well, true. first of all, before we get into that, let's uh, why don't we introduce uh, people to the internet radio superstars: Sean, Michaela, Holly, and I'm Colin. And uh, what we'd like you to do, real quick, if you can is go over to wherever you found us and give us a like, a star rating, or a review. Uh, also, follow along on social media. You can follow us on Facebook.
2: Facebook.com slash <laughs> Saturday <laughs> Freak Show. Uh, Twitter.
1: at Sad Freak Show. Uh, you can email us.
3: Saturday at Freak Show at Yahoo.com.
1: And follow along on Instagram at Saturday Night Freak Show. All of that stuff. Uh, you know, all the likes and the follows. It helps us like become the fastest growing podcast, movie podcast in the world. In the world. It's a big world.
0: That's mm. right. I've seen as far universe. as we know, we are. I've seen the universal the galaxy, The yeah. galaxy. <laughs> and the galaxy. Yeah. All right, come down.
2: Hey, we don't know the podcast <laughs> We're exists anywhere else. going on
0: a Star Wars kick, so no. galaxy.
2: Let me have this. Hey, hey, <laughs> do you know of any intergalactic podcasts? <gasps> can
3: we be the first? We're yeah, the, yeah, first, the first intergalactic,
0: intergalactic yes! podcast. They'd have to send us to, like, a
1: planet. No, the planet.
0: they just or, be or, more. Like, I'll yeah, just put like, us on one of the satellites. Sound to keeps to, going on. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, like um, gold
3: record. Let's go. Yeah. All right.
1: So, we watched a lot of movies. We've talked about them on this show, but in the course of 2019, we've gone to a lot of movies. Yes. Um, and so this is the show where we get to find out how we each uh, came down on the top five movies of the year. So, question for you. So, are we, uh, so I assume then we're going to, no spoilers? No spoilers. These are, are movies that people haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Oh, no spoilers? No, no spoilers. We've always done spoilers. No, no we not, haven't. Not on these. <laughs>
2: not on these. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because these are new movies. No,
0: uh, I guess, yeah. Okay.
1: So what was your criteria Shit. for coming up with your five movies?
2: What I enjoyed the most, but also what I felt was like the most successful.
1: Successful? So like I it's just, a Venn
2: diagram of those two things. You're not saying like,
1: financially successful.
2: No, these. like successful in telling a story and like telling it well and...
1: Gotcha. Uh,
0: I'm all for the ones that uh, uh, made me feel something. Like mm-hmm. a, usually m- a more intense feeling than yeah. other movies will But so. yeah if
3: i left the theater or my home whatever if i left the movie feeling like i had an experience with yeah
0: the movies, if i leave going yeah. jesus mm-hmm. i say jesus at least twice during a movie it's usually on this if
3: list. i leave smiling or crying those are both good things <laughs> or severely disturbed <laughs> or severely disturbed
1: well i had trouble whittling it down to five movies this year i don't know if it was just looking back over the list i don't know if it was just like <laughs> there weren't a whole lot of standouts. There wasn't. There weren't. Yeah. I mean, a lot of I,
2: middle of the road stuff this year. So yeah.
1: that's why it was like, maybe that's why things are jockeying, at least to me. Because, I mean, I, my criteria was like, I, I was looking at, so we're not saying that we're none of us, it sounds like, are going for the objective best. No. Th-
2: those created, li- okay. Those lists are bullshit. They're just. There's no such thing as an objective no, best list. if you're movie
0: giving a list. top list, you're giving what you like, your
1: yeah, favorites. Yeah, so These are our favorites. Yeah, right our there. favorites. Our I favorites. was going off of like these are movies that a I had a good experience with, and b I I have or will watch more than one time, and
2: that we yeah. think maybe the listeners should watch too. Obviously, we wouldn't be talking about it if we didn't think they should listen I've, to it.
3: One of my factors is I've I've had an issue with this. We were talking off mic about. I'm like I. I will be the last one to go in this circle for our, our for our fu- first or our whatever in order. We're going in order. I'm the last one, right?
0: I'm uh, still not know. sure. Colin, are you going first?
3: Colin's going first. Yeah. Okay. I will go last. I'm still not sure what my number five is. <laughs> I have to decide that before we get to me because, <laughs> I, yeah, because there are, like we could we could talk about Endgame. Everyone has seen Endgame. Everyone knows about Endgame but I really enjoyed that movie. Should I talk about that as my number five, or should I tell you about something that I saw that I'm not hearing anyone talk about?
0: No. It's your list. Shit, you talk yeah. about what shit, you want
1: to talk about. Yeah, it's your list. You talk about what you want to talk about. If Endgame is at the at one, Endgame is the one. Yeah,
2: I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. Yeah, that's no, it is. I don't give a but shit if it's been yeah. talked I,
1: about for...
0: Because that came out way earlier in the year, and it's been talked about to death. Okay, I guess we
2: should say, too, like it's okay to like a movie or not like a movie. These are just our opinions. Don't come at us and be all mad by... We're not we sight and sound. We're not AFI, right, we're, right. you know.
1: Yeah, we're not so. putting saying that these are going on the wall.
2: Obviously, anymore. we have not seen every movie that's right. come out this right. year. Yeah. these, these lists are fluid and could change over time. Yeah,
1: that's a good disclaimer because I'm is. like, Mine I think this year, week, yeah. I think I have seen <laughs> less of the new films than I have like maybe in any year past i don't know i missed like a lot so this is of the yeah. stuff that we've seen yeah so we yeah. may have missed a, a movie that you and just consider, how we're feeling today your yeah, opinion yeah, could yeah. change it's over time true. and
2: it's okay for that your yeah. opinion to change
1: so do you want i can't remember what we did last year do you want to do uh because this may also like for, force you into a corner holly do you want to do uh like runners up do we want to do that or no
2: no i know so uh, i was gonna do hard
0: five i was gonna do an honorable mention that was it no is just that one.
2: No, because we're already doing best five and then the worst. That's yeah. already. Okay, we're so no still going to say it
0: before we. Yeah, so.
3: Yeah, I'm, I mean, we, if if you want to mention like I was I was debating between these two and I went with this one. Don't talk about the other. No, one. I won't. This That's the not thing. Your I'm just going to. It's going to be. Mention I mention this was, movie. I was going to say the same thing. Like what I was debating with. Like I'll tell yeah, you. I what, what my debate was, yeah. but.
1: Okay, well, pretty much everything detail. below, I said I made uh, top 10, everything below three is all like up for grabs. So. Yeah, that's how
2: I feel I when I make top lists. Like, well, yeah, once you get to certain benchmarks, like- I went, I
1: made this list like four or five times. I'm like, yeah. okay, do I feel good with this? Like, what if I change in, you know, I think my uh-huh. top three were always in the same place. Four and five, There's like this- other ones but whatever
2: i've been way overthinking this list for something i yeah. don't get paid to care about you know <laughs> like
1: true. but this yeah. is our main event this is our <laughs> super bowl right mm-hmm. this is it right here okay so we starting this off i think so colin all right number five number five i'm going to go with uh alex ajas crawl uh yeah. crawl the nice. movie oh, the alligator really? movie. That's a fun mm-hmm. movie that is my honorable mention Okay. All right, so yeah, cuz I mean there's well maybe you'll say the movie that was uh, right, you know, so there were like 3 and I'm like, yeah. "Okay, let's go with Crawl." The reason I went with Crawl. It's really fun. I think that's it. It's like Crawl is a movie that it seems like used to be uh released theatrically like all the time throughout the summer and now you barely get those fucking movies. And what I'm saying is it's like a it is I don't want to say a dumb monster movie, but it's just a, you know, simple uh kind of little slugger of a movie that's yeah. out there kind of just punching its way into the theatrical marketplace which you know you usually just don't get the it's a yeah. fun horror movie
0: yeah when you movies know? like this you will usually be just be going like direct to vod nowadays yeah. then they won't put the money behind it to put it in theaters and promote it yeah so this doesn't happen a lot
1: yes i thought that like alex I actually thought like his career was over Cause he did uh, the what was it the something of Billy Drax or Hugo Drax or what the fuck Oh was yeah. It? Hugo, Hugo the, yeah. No, yeah, Hugo Drax. Yeah, Hugo Drax is from Mo- uh, Moonraker. It was something, but well, whatever. Something. I saw it and it was like this kid who you know I, I don't know. It was not a good uh, film. And Horns before that like oh, didn't right. go anywhere. So I am just. He, as a genre filmmaker, is still out there making pretty much specifically horror films, and they're usually, the thing you get from an Alex Ajah movie is that you don't get in like, you know, your Annabelle's or something like that, is uh, he commits to like, he knows that these are the horror moments, and so when an alligator attacks somebody, it's going to fuck them up in a way that's like, oh, Jesus, you know, (laughs) I really like this piranha. Back when he did prime oh, yeah. 3D, also but,
0: 3D was entertaining. Yeah, uh, it was. It's the the ninth life of Louis Drax.
1: Of Louis Yeah. That
0: yeah. sounds like a bad movie. I pity you it
1: if you like seen it. Sounds like a bad movie. Yes. yes, it was not good. Had Jamie Dornan from was- uh, *The Fall*. Oh no, he was. it, it was uh, the Fifty, 50 Shades. Shades. Movie. Yeah. Um, Hills Have Eyes, mirrors. Yeah, well, mirrors was. But, but yeah, uh, is not good. I yeah. mean, if you like uh, alligator movies, and we here at the Freak Show do, I, w- do I would indeed, recommend that you check out uh, Crawl because I mean, it's yeah. like a suspense thriller. It's you know, it's
0: it's gory like some mm-hmm. f- people mm-hmm. fucking die and there's blood and there's mm-hmm. and limbs
1: and shit. Yeah, and the CG fun. alligators. Uh, we finally got to a point where I'm like, yeah, you know what? They kind of look pretty good. They're not mm-hmm. bad.
3: They're not bad. Yeah. yeah.
1: I didn't see 47 meters down, but they, even from what I saw in the trailers, I'm like, those sharks look pretty good. So maybe we finally gotten to the point where animals, CGI animals in movies are like passable. Yeah. Um, Looks
0: wise, they got to move right though. but And they move yeah. right in this movie, I think. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but it's a claustrophobic movie. If you haven't seen it, we're selling you on it. It's uh, basically a uh, uh, because of a hurricane in Florida, it traps a girl and her father in the basement of a house with uh, alligators. And that's really all you that's need to know. Really need need to to know. It's a high concept, right? High
0: concept, and it's
1: fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. what's her name? Uh, Kayla? Sco-
2: Kaya Scottolario. Sc- yeah. What is
1: What else has she been Moon. in? Moon. Was she?
2: Uh, yeah, she was, well, I don't want to say, because it's yeah. like a big spoiler for that okay. movie. I like the Sam in Rockwell in movie. Yeah, Yeah. it's a great Sam Rockwell movie.
1: Okay, yeah. I mean, I liked her in it. I liked Barry Pepper, and basically it's a two-hander between them for the most part. So, yeah, recommended, crawl. Number five, yeah, Sean. Nice Very
0: nice. Um, oh, it's all so fluid. Uh, <laughs> all right. My number five is going to be... Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's before that, um, <laughs> Sean, what's your be, number five? It's going to be Jojo Rabbit. Okay. There you go. Number five is Jojo <laughs> Rabbit. Um, uh, directed and uh, written, or uh, um, what, what do you call it? Um, it's adapted from... Script. Adapted, yeah. From, adapted by yeah. Uh, Taika Waititi. Yeah. Um, you know him from,
1: uh, what we do in the shadows, yes. Thor Ragnarok, yes. uh, what's oh, uh, some of Eric's, uh, was Eric's secret show or what was the thing that they, no, they did, um, flight of the concords, flight of the concords. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh,
0: and, uh, hunt for the Wilder people and uh, a bunch of other stuff yeah. He's doing the new Thor and all that stuff. Um, but I think that this was a, uh, uh, a very good and very funny satire. Um, if you've seen the, the, uh, trailers or anything for it, you know, it's a satire about Nazis. And what's more fun than watching movies about in this day and age, uh, when we're so, um, uh, when you can get so upset by watching all the news and all this stuff nowadays, to watch a movie where you've got the obvious bad guys on screen and then you can, uh, you know, send them up, satirize them. um, And he does it so very well in this movie. He plays Hitler in that movie. He plays Hitler in this movie and it's fantastic. (laughs) Um every and all the actors in the movie are doing amazing jobs. Sam Rockwell is, I think, like he's like the ace of the movie. Everything he says is hilarious. The
2: freak show notoriously on the Sam Rockwell train long yes. before anyone else. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> we were on board I way
0: before so. three billboards, so you guys can all suck quest. it. Yeah. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Scarlett Johansson is like doing really good in this movie too. She's uh, uh, surprisingly, like she's good. She's the mother in the movie. And she's always good, in, like yeah, when they give her good. Surprising, she's good in yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. She always.
1: Like, no, they just yeah. they turned her into an action movie. They did. I haven't and, seen
0: her in like something meaty in a while. Yeah, but yeah, this yeah. is her year for like meaty good stuff. Um, but she does well in this. Everyone's like performing top notch. Um, I laughed a lot. It's a smart movie. Um, it's kind of a, it's a heartfelt movie as well. Um, I really enjoyed this one this year. So Jojo Rabbit is my number five. Okay.
2: My number five is The Mandalorian. What? It is better structured, better written, better directed than most movies wait, I've is seen this, this, how, this year. Wait, this is
0: cheating. Is this
2: cheating? Uh, I, I, is there rules about there not being TV shows? Sean wants to do add honorable mentions and all this other stuff on the fly. This is movies. My number five is The Mandalorian. Okay, if... The Irishman runs for three and a half hours. The Mandalorians at like four and a half right now. Cheating. So if you can make a three and a half hour movie on Netflix versus a four and a half hour TV Oof. show that I think actually works as a movie, if you watch know. it all. can we
0: disqualify once? a member of the
1: podcast from saying the rest of their movies?
4: I
0: don't know
1: <laughs> movies. I say movies, but uh, we're in the Wild West <laughs> yeah. you now. So, Michaela's in the like the best entertainment experience of the year.
2: I, I enjoyed watching The Mandalorian more than I enjoyed watching most movies this year. And I think more people should watch The Mandalorian than a lot of the stuff that came okay, out this year. Okay, but
1: we're disqualifying video games, right? Are we drawing the line at video games? Yeah, where's the yeah. line here? Well, yeah, yeah. Video, yeah,
0: video games is the line.
1: No, so Resident Evil 2 is pretty great. Yeah. I know. Resident Evil two, number five Okay. <laughs> I
2: I wouldn't care. If you did that, I would not care. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> um
1: a shocking, I, a shocking pick. Yes.
2: I, I saw John Favreau speak a couple years ago at a conference I went to and he talked a lot about Chef and like the passion in his eyes when he talked about making that movie was delightful to see versus some of the other things he's worked on. And so like to see him like see the Mandalorian come together and like see him showrun it and write it and direct it and and also give like women and people of color their first chance ever at directing anything Star Wars related is awesome. And I think it it like episode to episode flows seamlessly. Even the episodes I don't care for as much are still so good. It like It really like I have that Star Wars love for it, which is weird because there's no it's not force based. There's so many things that are just like distant from the Star Wars. I know, but it works so well. It's so well done. It is a hundred million dollars. So it has the budget of a big budget movie. So it like for all intents and purposes, the Mandalorian is a movie to me and I fucking love it and I cannot wait. I think that with how the fan base has been reacting to the most recent star Wars properties. I think that going forward, they're going to look to the Mandalorian and see what it did successfully. And that's going to shape the rest of the star Wars properties. We get They honestly, I don't think they expected it to take off the way it has. If they had, they would have had baby Yoda merchandise in production, but they don't have any, Uh, you know, I think that they, I think they were, I think they were cautious because I think they expected everyone to fall in love with Porgs after the last Jedi and no one did and no one bought that merch. And so they just kind of like dialed it back. And I, Honestly, don't think they expected the Mandalorian to. I don't think they thought
1: it was going to be a meme like this yeah. for sure. Yeah,
2: and it's, it's well, a I cultural mean, moment if, right now. If they're so
1: pumping a hundred million dollars into it, and it is the flagship show on the new Disney yeah. Plus. I mean, they're expecting that you know there was going to be a buy into it. But yeah. the thing that it restores to, to Star Wars is kind of like the idea of the hero with the code. I mean, he's got a very yeah. clear. You understand kind of who that guy is, even mm-hmm. though he, it's basically a cut of. Uh, uh, the Man With No Name or something. Yeah. It's yeah. A very Western it's, it's or It's Low Samurai. Wolf and Cub
2: also. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or yeah. Sh-
1: our Shogun Assassin episode. Yes. Or yeah. our or, or, uh, Baby Cart Baby uh, the, Carton Peril.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah It's it, it literally is that. And like... I, I, I had the sense it was going in that direction, but week after week, like, there was a whole episode that is basically Seven Samurai cutting mm-hmm. down into one oh, yeah,
1: episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. I was telling my nephew, I'm like, yeah. oh my God, they're doing the Magnificent Seven uh, right now. <laughs> and
2: I think Cara Dune is one of my favorite new Star Wars characters ever. I mean, look at the caliber of people you have in the show. Verna Herzog, Carl Weathers, oh, uh, Pedro Pascal, Gina Carano, uh, Ming-Na Wen, uh, Amy Sedaris, randomly. Uh, they, you Bill, can, they Burr. Get Bill, Bill Burr. Zari, yeah. Bill Burr. Um, Clancy Brown.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they know, just show up as like... McNulty.
2: For an yeah. episode, right. uh, yeah. They yeah. show up for an episode and they're gone. It's it's great. You're I love it. doing a favor
1: it. to somebody or something. Yeah. So yeah. Number
2: five, The Mandalorian. Holly. How many
0: sets of credits are there in The Mandalorian? There's a bunch in there, I think. Oh, more than a movie. Mm-hmm. No, sorry. Uh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, my number five, I, uh, I was, I've been debating. I've, I've been debating back and forth. I, 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 I mean, I really did enjoy Endgame a lot, and that's been wavering on my, my list. Um, and, you know, we all just went and saw Rise of Skywalker, and I really enjoyed that, and that's been wavering on my list. But I think I'm going to go with uh, a movie called The Highwaymen. Ah. Uh, it was on Netflix with Kevin Costner Woody Harrelson. Did you see it? You I haven't see seen
0: it? it No. I haven't seen it either.
3: I loved it I yeah. haven't really heard anyone talking about it and I really enjoyed that movie. It is very much a western. It is it, cool. Isn't it, is it it's, a modern day? It's well, it's, it's um, like mob. Isn't it mob it's, the, it's the detectives who caught Bonnie and Clyde Yeah. Oh. And But it's Ooh, cool. It is a western through and through. It feels uh, it, it's got that wonderful feel. So it's a little slow paced like a western but it's beautifully shot. It's so gorgeous and it, ha- it has a fresh angle on this famous story you know we all have heard Bonnie and Clyde and we've seen Bonnie and Clyde but this is solely about like you barely see Bonnie and Clyde in the movie like that you do see them but it's it is about the detectives who hunt them down and it's it's so wonderfully it's so wonderfully written the characters are very they're very uh d- dimensional they've they've got a lot of depth to them but they're really simplistic um it's you know Kevin coster's the straight lace like cop doing his job you know Woody, Woody Harrelson has the the comedic vibe but they have such great chemistry together and it it it's like it's it's a buddy cop without being a buddy cop film like like I said it's a western um and it's it it gets it gets really in depth with these characters and these like specific moments that just make you feel something like there's a fantastic moment when they're they're in their hometown and Kevin Costner's character is having a conversation with Clyde's father and he has this moment They're they're both sharing these really intimate stories with each other even though the man knows that he's hunting his son they're sharing these really beautiful intimate stories with each other just about their own lives like Kevin Costner shares a really personal story that you know he's never told anybody and it's just really deep and intimate and it's and there's this moment when he looks at him and he's like, I don't think you're hearing me, sir. I want you to catch my boy. And it's just like heart wrenching. Mm. It's, it's amazing. And there's these, these moments of like humanity that are really disturbing. Like, like at the end, they're towing the car through the town after they've been caught. Obviously we know they get caught. I'm not, that's not a spoiler. damn it, Holly. We know, we know, <laughs> we know. Um, but they're towing the car through the town. After at least they got captured all, alive. It's been all shot up, you know, whatever. And. There's just hordes of people, and it's just this disgusting moment that everyone's just, like, pawing at the car, and Woody Harrelson and Kevin Kastner are just, like, thoroughly disgusted by everything they're seeing, you know, it's just... They're like, where's the humanity right now? This is disgusting. And I don't know. There's just some real depth to it. And I'm surprised that people aren't talking about it. I thought it was a really fantastic movie. You said
1: it was a Netflix movie? movie? It's a Netflix movie. That's why people aren't talking about it. I know.
3: know. (laughs) It did have a small theatrical release, you know, uh, some in a few theaters. But yeah, it's a Netflix movie. I think it's fantastic. I think you should check it out. Highwayman. Uh,
1: Netflix. Yeah. Both the greatest. Well, I mean, it's great that, you know, movies like The Highwaymen, which didn't get financed by a major company, do get to get made. But at the same point, it's like they come out and then a week later, something else has come out or three more things have come out and, you know, they get buried. So, I mean, it's great that you saw it. That's, I guess, the thing. It's like I'm almost I wouldn't be surprised if tonight we go around the table and like, you know, we all pick completely different movies because that's the landscape. You know, it's like everybody kind of you migrate toward the thing that you're interested in. And, uh, you know, there's so much stuff out there. You just can't possibly see it at all. It's true. All right. Number four. Colin. <clears throat> um, okay. Four. All right. No, I mean, I guess I can defend this movie.
0: No one's attacking you. <laughs> no, I know. But uh, yeah. like, I feel like you got to put something up. If you're I feel like, yeah,
1: I feel like when you're, you're, when you're choosing the best movies of the year, right.
3: <laughs> it's like, hear me out. Yeah.
1: Um, Okay, so I had a great time at this movie, and I think that uh, in hindsight, it's going to go down, at least to me. It is one of the best action movies of the past, like, ten years, and that's John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum.
0: I know, you're saying a John Wick movie? I knew this was coming. (laughs) Did you? I knew it was coming somewhere. I thought about it on the way here. I'm like, I think uh, Colin talks about John Wick enough. I think Part 3... Well, it's going to be in there. this is you guys the, don't like part two, right? You I like, do not like
1: part two. Kyle
2: and I are um, in the <laughs> minority that part two sucks. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, let's say that. Yeah, like I didn't. Okay, so John Wick, the first one, like kind of just Excellent came out movie. of nowhere. It's not one of
2: my best of the decade.
1: Yeah, I mean it is a fantastic movie that like reestablished Keanu Reeves as like you know a superstar again. Since the Matrix, probably it's his best uh, role, and it's like these. he's a guy who like I mean he doesn't say much in the movie, right? But uh, that first one, the first one probably was the one with the most heart. And it was also probably the most like down to earth of the, you know, but it like (laughs) it took uh, it because I think the director of all these, his name is like uh, Chad Stileski or something. I'm sorry if I'm butchering that. But he was a former stunt man, I think, and then switched over to doing uh, movies. And so he wants to do these action movies using crazy stunts. And the stunt work has gotten significantly more uh, you know, refined, crazy, daring, uh, exciting as the films have gone on. Two packs it all at the back end. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Two spins its wheels world building for like half the movie.
2: It's, oh, yeah, that's the worst part of that movie.
1: But three starts at like, you know, cranked up to 11 and stays that way for like 40 minutes, which is just it takes your breath away. Uh, the action... Um, You know, I mean, it's like we see action scenes in all these movies uh, all the time, you know, go to the the cinema and you see stuff, you know, pretty much every week. It seems like there's big action scenes, but they all, you know, to me. Even watching the new Star Wars movie, there's a bunch of, you know, things exploding and people crashing into things. But I am keenly aware, and I can't get it out of my head, that, like, basically we are looking at, you know, people in a green room being tilted around on a gyroscope. Uh, The John Wick movies, kind of like the James Bond movies, you know, uh, and the Bourne movies, uh, tries to do, like, real physical hand-to-hand combat it's kind of a ballet in that in that way mm. where it's like this is you're looking at athletes pretty much at the peak of their game being challenged to do crazy stunts but well, the mission impossible movies would be the other one. um but this kind of takes it to like this turbo charge, like next level bar uh i haven't seen anything i would say like the, the best one of the best action movies uh of the past uh you know whatever 10 years or so was a movie called the raid and then its sequel the raid redemption i'd put john wick in there as a contemporary of those it's like if you like those movies uh, if you haven't seen those you go check out you know the raid raid redemption uh but the john wick especially chapter three fits right in there and i'm saying there's mad max like fury road you know is like mm-hmm. the best one of, the best action movie of uh yes. probably the decade uh, but I put this as, uh, maybe, maybe second place. I don't know. It's, I was really impressed by it. I had so much fun watching this movie. Big smile, ear to ear the whole time. Uh, the world building is still going on, but I mean, it was like, it was contained enough that I dug it. And, Did uh, they
2: at least cut back on the gold doubloons in this one? Yeah, all over the place right uh, there in the second one.
1: There's all sorts of you know trinkets and this oh, and that. Great. So I mean that's still there, but it balances it out with there's more set piece action scenes that are jaw dropping. Good. More often. So uh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. a that's a you got to see John Wick three parabellum. Am I the only one who saw this?
3: Yeah, I didn't. I've see never it. seen a John Wick.
1: Movie. Neither have I. Mm-hmm. That surprises
3: is, me
2: that you guys haven't seen any of them. I, I have
0: one sitting in my room somewhere.
1: Well, you got to start at the, at the beginning and work yeah. your yeah. way up, yeah. I think, because it's me, all in continuity. He you gave me part two. I'm, yeah,
0: don't watch don't that first. Don't watch that one no. first. No. Yeah. no, no, we tried, you watch, won't we understand tried watching the first one one night, and I, we were all just... Oh, just too tired
1: i am i am actually surprised with the popularity that, that none of them yeah. okay all right it's well. come
0: out too quick i'm just like oh wait there's another one i didn't even watch the first oh,
1: aren't they like two years apart whatever uh, uh john wick chapter three <laughs> Parabellum, which i think means against all enemies i'm not entirely ah. sure but there you go you should see it there you go sean what's your number four can you imagine this Colin staring at a screen like uh, that's pretty much. Uh, I was laughing for, for two hours. Oh yeah, laughing? yeah. and you laugh like, at the movies?
0: crowd. Like I watched Colin laughs when people get murdered with. Yes. guys. that's
2: how these movies are. <laughs> you though. are correct. Like the John Wick movies, it, cause it's, it's so the, ridiculous. Right. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. Yeah,
1: he can kill people with a pencil. A take book. out five guys with a book. A book? <laughs> <That was laughs> awesome. Oh yeah, I heard about the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, it's great. Okay, there you go, crowd pleaser. There it is. This is where Sean's like, and then I saw this artistic drama. <laughs> uh, I'm like, yeah you're right yeah, okay I- uh
0: well, all right uh my number four uh was a little movie called Lords of
1: Chaos. Oh fuck that was I was, that was like my number 10.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> but it was on my list. Yeah. yeah oh yeah, yeah yeah. um I saw this movie um a little earlier this year and uh holy shit yeah like, it is it is rough. it is I think fantastically acted. um it is the story. About the uh, formation, and we'll say, like, career of the members of the Norwegian black metal band Mayhem. Members whose names uh, include Dead, uh, Euronymous, uh, there's uh, Varg. Yeah. Varg is the guy who comes in. Um, uh, NecroButcher... Um, Hellhammer
2: were they the band that had the album cover that was yes. the skull this that- is the story
1: okay. oh, this
0: okay. is the story gotcha. of that yeah. okay. and it is fucking yeah, fascinating it's the beginning gotcha. of
1: Norwegian black metal and all the church burnings and stuff yeah. like that the, yeah. this is where that came from gotcha. that kind of nihilistic yes. worldview.
0: and for those of you who don't know what Mikaela was just talking about mm-hmm. um, they released an album that had on um, their cover was a picture of their former front man who had recently uh, who had killed himself mm-hmm. shot himself in the head and Euronymous uh, took pictures of the deposed and took
1: pictures of the dead body. Yeah, because that's what you do. Yeah, You're like yep. when you see your friend dead, who's been said like that's the, what their whole like worldview was. Yeah. So his first instinct was to take a photo of it. Yes, to pose mm-hmm. and him He on the made bed. jewelry out of pieces of the guy's skull. Yes. Yep. It is. Well, these are rough. serious, like yeah, yeah, black metal, hail Satan kind oh. of stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah, the movie is
0: rough. Uh, there is, su- like, uh, uber-violent. It is it is uh, uh, graphically depicted violence. Um, uh, uh, there's suicide and murder. Um, the whole story about, uh, they, they form Mayhem, um, and there's another guy who's like a really, big, this is Varg, who's like a really big fan of theirs and tries to get in with the group. Um, and uh, Rory Culkin is Euronymous, uh, um, the the leader of uh, Mayhem. Um and he does a fantastic job. It's weird in that, uh, a choice made for the movie was that everyone would go, would have their normal accents. So it's a bunch of guys like talking with American accents, but it, yeah. it is, they are in like, you know, Norway and Sweden and all that mm-hmm. shit. So it takes that creative choice for whatever reason. But, um, uh, it is uh it, w- it was a fantastically disturbing movie to me. Uh I don't know why I was drawn to it. My friend at work recommended it to me. He's like this movie is fucked up and he was not kidding.
1: It's uh directed by one of the guys I think who was in the band. Like he I think ended up so. becoming like a music video director and yeah. an author. I think he wrote the book Lords of Chaos. Yeah. I'm not this, sure if he wrote the book, but he directed the film. There's
0: there's connection there, yes.
1: Have you um, ever seen or heard of a documentary called uh, Until the Darkness Takes Us? Um, it
0: sounds familiar, but I don't think I've seen it.
1: You might want to check that yeah. out because that's like the true, you know, Ooh. like, yeah, all about that era and that story. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Black um, metal. I actually like black metal. You like black metal? It was I w
0: I didn't mind like listening to <laughs> yeah. what was in the movie. I'm like, All right, this this is cool. I can dig this. Um yeah. but it's it's kinda it's that whole scene during this when was this nineteen nineties and
1: yeah, it's in early nineties. Early nineties. Yeah.
0: So that whole early nineties scene, but you know, in Norway and black metal dudes. Mm-hmm. Um I think it's a fascinating movie, but it's very disturbing. Um but, but also uh, funny. But also very funny. Um and yeah, Rory very touching. About,
1: it's a sure. Touching movie, right? I, yeah.
0: Mean, yeah. I mean, in certain parts. I mean, yeah. I also like Rory Culkin's character, like his <laughs> everything that happens. He decides was because, of like, yeah, it's because I urged him to do it that he did it. <laughs> like him taking uh-huh. credit for all the things that happen, mm. which is uh, I like. It's funny. It's hilarious throughout the movie. Um, but yeah, it was. I thought it was very uh, entertaining. Uh, anyone who sees this and and comes back to me and just like you're fucked up, Sean, to find this entertaining. Well, it's. Um, uh, I did. Um, I thought it was very good. Uh, I, I definitely recommend that you all go seek out Lords of Chaos because I had a, quote unquote, good time with it. It made me feel like I had an emotional response to this movie. Um, and that's what I was looking for with this. So, Lords of Chaos, my number four, Michaela.
2: My number four is Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Get
1: the yeah. fuck out! Really? I, yeah. You were like last year, like or last week. What if it's on there? Hmm. Surprise.
2: Uh, yeah. I. I. So. Star Wars is such a part of my emotional core of of a person that... Do you have a Star Wars tattoo? No, not yet. I'm surprised. I, I know, I was thinking about that. I just can't... There's so many things. Yeah. I can't decide you on got a the whole, thing. you got yeah. a whole galaxy of things Yeah, to from. so, but Babu like... if Frick. Yeah, it, 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 honestly, you know... <laughs> you
0: it, can you think, get a run on the back Do you guys neck? think I would like go
2: viral if I got... If I got if I was, like, the first person to get, like, a Babu tattoo, would I oh, go sure. viral? If <laughs> I did it, like, tomorrow? Right? <laughs>
0: oh, my God. Because there's always, like, Baby Yoda is taken. Like, there are Baby Yoda you know tattoos what? here and there. If you're I have a seeing potential a, hot take. Yeah. I like
2: Babu Frick better than Baby Yoda.
0: Babu Frick does things. Yeah.
1: Like, you know, and he talks.
2: Yeah, he does things. Like, he he, he gets shit done. Yeah, he does. You know? Wait, um, we're on
1: number four, right? yeah oh so you are hardcore star wars yeah Yeah. my bottom two picks are Star Wars. yeah
2: um i mean i went to star wars celebration earlier this year and that really like i i didn't lose my love for star wars but being around that many people that love star wars and have no shame about what they love about star wars is really powerful and actually kind of like reignited my love for star wars like there are people there that love the prequels and don't give a fuck that other people think they're bad like so so many darth maul like T shirts and leather jackets and stuff. Like people like it's it's crazy to be at a convention.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's just crazy to be at a convention of that size that's for one property. You know, I, I go to a lot of comic conventions and horror conventions, but this is like one franchise that gets its own convention. That's insane. And I mean, you go to Celebration and they have this giant mural that is the entire timeline of Star Wars that stretches, like, over 100 feet. And it's, like, this really intricately painted mural that goes over the whole history of Star Wars. And, like, and like they had the end of it covered in black for the last movie because they didn't want you to see anything from it. And, like, I don't know, to sit in front of that is, like, really humbling and kind of emotional to see this whole journey, like, right in front of you. And, like, this is the, like, I know it's not the end. It's never the end with Star Wars. But, like it is a bookend for now at least and it's not a perfect movie it has a lot of problems but it checks a lot of boxes for me personally um i i think i speak for a lot of people when i say like if you grew up really liking leia to know she had a oh i can't say it to know that she (laughs) does things in this movie that you've always wanted to see happen is very satisfying very fulfilling um i don't care if it's fan servicey i liked it and i think Mm -hmm. it's worth watching And I think that it's okay to sometimes just get lost in a movie and enjoy it and not care what anyone else thinks. And for me, that's Star Wars. So, Holly?
3: I agree with that. I I really had a hard time not putting it on my list. But I just watched it, so I was not prepared. (laughs) Um, My number four is a movie that recently came out uh, called Knives Out. I was my was
1: another
0: feels like that was at least in concept.
1: I then. think that was that was jockeying for my crawl yeah, uh, yeah. Right.
3: <clears throat> I really, really enjoyed knives out. It's a classic who done it and it's you, that ugh, I love a murder mystery. It's mm-hmm. like a modern day clue. It's just it's so enjoyable.
1: You know when um, they were saying that there hasn't been like a murder mystery on screen like this in a while, did, did that, like, I mean, because they're saying that, but I'm like, yeah. well, I mean, there was the Hateful Eight, I suppose, was like maybe the last, I mean, I said that, that wasn't specifically an Agatha Christie murder yeah. on the Orient Express kind of thing. Yeah, you know? But it feels like we've had these movies. Uh,
3: like, you and know, I kind of talked about this before. I think it's because we've had, like, variations. Uh, like, you know, we've we've had the culture that likes the, the murder mystery, but we have... Like we've we've had Sherlock and we've had mm-hmm. other things that kind yeah. of feel like it, but we have, but we haven't had other than like Murder on the Orient Express. It right. was probably the last one. That was what, three years ago now? Yeah. You I know? think they're
1: making Death on the Nile. But I mean yes, those are, are yeah. still yeah. like they're yeah. all uh I suppose that was the difference in this one. This one's a contemporary movie. Like very yeah. contemporary. It is modern day. Yeah. Yeah. It still feels not. like though that the each one of the people of the
0: family could have their one of their own little like those clue little character posters that right? popped up. Did they not do that for them? I think yeah. they did. Everyone had a separate poster when they were releasing them digitally online, but it uh, wasn't too wasn't too stylized, but everyone kind of had their own separate yeah. little thing and this, this told you who they were. this ensemble cast
3: is fan-fucking-tastic. They're very good. I love this ensemble so much. Chris Evans was amazing. <laughs> I loved Chris Evans in this. Jamie Lee Curtis continues to be the badass bitch I want her to be. I just love her so much. Uh, yeah, she's good. Tony Collette couldn't do no wrong, in my <laughs> opinion. I... I, I love I love this cast and Daniel Craig. I'm sorry, he was such a wonderful Southern sleuth. Like I, I love. I don't know. I, some people say that they don't love his his accent. I think it's fantastic. I think it's it's hilarious. I I don't know. I it's love even
1: it. more extreme than uh, what he did in uh, Logan Lucky. Yeah. Logan Lucky. Yeah, yeah. It so is That's split. like that's what he can Finally. do. Yeah, because yeah. this
3: was like this was like that like rich Georgia accent. Yeah, you know. Like,
1: I have eliminated no suspects. Yeah, mm-hmm. but for an so, English guy, like it seems like good. sometimes. You know, if they have, uh, you know, like sometimes they have a problem with like yeah. American accents, but to be able to, he can do Southern, yeah, you know, <laughs> for, pretty well. Yeah,
3: and for that part, it's it's so perfect to have it that like Georgia accent, it just works. Um, and um,
1: what do we say? What the movie's about? Everybody knows.
3: Yeah,
0: it's it's about I mean, cable yeah. knit sweaters. Colin.
3: <laughs> Did
4: really y'all
0: buy stock in cable knit sweaters after this movie? Came I out? have a couple because <laughs> apparently it went out <laughs> oh yeah oh.
3: i mean it's the classic you know head of the family dies and you know it's the
1: under suspicious circumstances. under suspicious
3: circumstances who killed him did anyone kill it
1: in the, the old the, country house yes the, yeah. the mansion yeah, we the, ta- yeah, the set yeah, yeah. piece
3: of this movie is a fantastic mansion uh-huh. it's so beautiful like mm. give me a murder mystery in an old mansion and i'm happy girl like i i love that setting it always works for me um there was a lot of precision in the details of this movie that I think flowed really well because I I I think that it it could have been a slow movie, but I thought it was very it was well paced. Like it, it had my attention the whole time. Mm. Um, but the details were very were very well thought out. Um, I think Ryan Johnson did a great job on this. I was a little bitter with Ryan for a while mm. for <laughs> obvious we reasons. All? But I think he did a really good, great job with this. Yeah, it, this is it, playing
1: to his strengths. Yes, it really was. So. It
3: really was. I wasn't really surprised by any of the plot reveals, but mm. um, it was still executed in a manner that I thought, um, even though it didn't, it didn't feel too predictable. Even though it wasn't a surprise, it didn't feel too predictable to me. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. I had a good time with it. Um, what, what was the girl, Marta? What was her name? Was her name the actress?
1: Anna, Anna De, De, Mar- De Anna. yeah. What is her name? De Arma. In, Anna De Arma. That's yeah, yes. she's in yeah. Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yes. She was in. She's uh, in the new Bond, the new James she Bond. Is, yes,
3: yeah. I thought she was delightful. She's great. Her character. Oh yeah, yeah. She's so awesome. Yeah. I was yeah,
0: and it's very like she's got an emotional like like that
3: innocence core she brings it. to it. Yeah. Like it's oh. it's such and a great character. The tick,
0: which we won't reveal we here, won't but reveal she's got it, a tick. But-
3: her tic, Which is fucking oh, yeah, hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. it's hilarious, but yeah, I, re- I really enjoyed *Knives Out*. It's a great movie.
1: Yeah, it's sure. a crowd pleaser. It yes, is very much so.
3: *Knives Out* number four.
1: Yeah, it definitely yeah. deserves to be in a top uh, top five list. I yes.
0: So. Did you happen to see what uh, they were showing? Some of the ways that the uh, cinematographer and gaffers were lit scenes for the movie. And so they had special rigs mm-hmm. because there's a lot of characters in the movie who wear glasses. Yeah. And so they wanted to uh, – and they were purposely getting the reflections and everything. But So there's light kits set up that have um, uh, like – it's like the, the light was coming in from a window. So they mm-hmm. have – a window pushed in on them with a the light right behind it, hmm. so that when you do get the reflection, it looks like it's coming from the window, but oh, that's just the light fantastic. setup, like yeah. right over the camera and everything. And they would do that for all the shots with yeah. glasses and everything.
3: That's
4: awesome. They, it's
0: like little details that they're
1: just like, they that's got what I mean. locked they're, down.
3: This movie's well thought out. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of really great details about this
1: movie. Mm-hmm. Well, just yeah. even like mysteries, because I always wonder like, where do you start when you're trying to write one of those yeah. things? You know, do you start, like what... I always wonder every movie is like where what was the initial idea that you thought of, you know and Ryan Johnson, I think like whenever he does his little, you know, puzzle box movies. Like Brick obviously is a private detective movie. Yep. This is the uh you know Agatha Christie uh movie and what would you call Looper. It's not really a I mean, but it's twisty in time, well, so yeah. it's kind of revealing. It's a time things. heist. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a heist movie, I suppose, yeah. but it's yeah. it's still there's things to be revealed, you know, throughout the yes. uh, movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wow, we're on number three already. We're yep. moving through this like really fast. We are.
0: That's because we all have different movies. Yeah, maybe. Usually, we've we've come across ones where we've it's been similar picks, uh, and we've discussed them more at length. Now it seems it's pretty varied, and mm-hmm. what movies uh, kind of floated our boats? Yeah, year.
1: I guess. All right. Well, uh, number three uh, was uh, not a good uh, feeling. That I had at the movies, Oh. but it was uh, an experience. It was uh, Ari Aster's Midsommar, uh, which even though like, okay, so here's the thing, I guess that, I mean, I'm going to mention a movie, which is, it's not really spoilers, I don't think at this point, either you know what this is or you don't, but mm. uh, I mean, there's been a lot of comparisons to this movie on The Wicker Man. Yeah, um, It's like the Swedish Wicker Man, um, but the... So it's a, if you don't know what it is, it's a a group of uh, college friends uh, go to Sweden for a, uh, to, you know, hook up with this, um, like, um, I don't know, it's a pageant or something that's happening in this little commune, a a festival, festival, but the main dynamic of it is that there's a girl who experiences uh, a, a loss, uh, you know, a personal loss at the beginning of the movie. A and, heavy and fucking trauma, we Yeah. Say. yeah. Hey, oh, Jesus. I mean, that was like, Jesus. yeah, one of the most shocking things I think that An I R. saw Aster this year. An movie that's
2: based around trauma? Yeah. You can't yeah. imagine that.
1: Well, this is what this guy does. I mean, he's got a lock on this kind of, uh, you know, because uh, he did Hereditary, uh, yes. you know, which uh, I think was on our top. Number uh, two last yeah. year, yeah. Was that last year? On yours, not ours. Uh, right, well, I think uh, Sean <laughs> and mine. I that last one, right? year, yeah, it was number
0: two because Mandy was our number one.
1: Yeah, that's right. That okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it uh, it I don't think that Midsummer is is good. Am I saying that right? It's Mid- sure. Midsommar. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's as good as Hereditary was. Hereditary was a gutting yes. experience, but that's kind of where Ari Aster uh, lives, I think, and at least in these movies. Next, he's going to do a comedy or something, right? I mean, that's what's going to happen. He's not going to keep doing these horror movies.
2: I don't know. He likes to show naked old ladies. So as long he as he can really show does. naked old ladies, I think that's all yeah, that he cares about. I
1: think, well, he's working on like things that are taboo, movie. you know? Uh, A lot of what he does is, I think, like crossing taboo lines, Uh, but that's what kind of makes his movies feel dangerous in a way, Um, and I think maybe that's what I'm drawn to, and you know, I mean, there's a formal stylism, style, list, to style, stylism, that's not right. A style. A style, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, to his movies where it's like, uh, uh, I hadn't seen the compositions that he manages in this, like, done in uh, you know, a whole lot of things where you would basically, like, you know, set up a fairly wide, it's kind of like an old school, old school, like a, a classic painting or something where he would set up a frame and then have different focal points within yeah. the frame and something, like, that's happening up in a corner in the mm-hmm. distance and something that's they happening. They do look like paintings. You know, yeah, You are yeah. correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think you know. Basically, it feels like the conclusion of the movie is going to be, a, you know, is foregone. But the dynamic between uh, Florence, with Honey, yeah. yeah, who I think is a, a it, to me was a discovery in this movie. Like she was a revelation. I'm like, she's great. And then she's going to be in the Black Widow movie. She's in Little Women. Uh, yep. She was in Fighting With My Family, the WWE movie that, that I too. wanted to see but never did. Oh, she's good. Yeah? It's a good movie. Yeah, it's a pretty good movie. Yeah, because, I mean, she was like extremely compelling in this. I don't know what the, the guy's name was who was the uh, the boyfriend. But, like, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like I shared both of their perspectives at some point in the movie. So, I mean, Aster does kind of play there with because he is like trying to break up with her Mm. and because of her loss you know he's like okay fine you can come with me and it's just like this is the breakup movie so i mean i think you're supposed to feel bad you know during uh, this movie because you're
0: just sitting there watching going like well nobody's winning in this yeah 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 and it's all it just keeps
1: getting worse but i mean as a horror movie i think you know when i look back on the year i was like there's nothing Like, in this kind of, like, serious uh, gut punch of a horror movie, uh, Midsommar was it for me. I think, like, I think it's the best horror movie of the year. Not saying the most fun, but I think it's the best. I think it's probably the one that will, I think, that I'll watch the most and that will stick around the longest. So, there you go. That's number three. Sean, what was your number three?
0: There we go. Um, number three. It's been mentioned here a couple times, and I'm I'm going to put it out there as being on my list. Uh, Avengers Endgame. Uh, it is number three for me. Um, there is, <clears throat> there is. I think no other movie that I have gone back to and watched more than this movie this year. Um, this movie for me had. Uh, it, to me, it was the emotional payoff to ten years of being invested in all the Marvel movies. And Now, say what you want about the Marvel movies; some are way better than others. Some are really just setups, like for the bigger team-up movies that happens uh, a few times throughout their um, throughout this ten-year cycle. But Avengers: Endgame paid off so much stuff for me and had so many really great uh emotional moments, moments where you're just sitting there uh cheering, um really like sad moments you know with characters you've been with for 10 years, um you're losing them or having to say goodbye. Um everything to me felt like really natural and it you can't say it enough. Look at every other franchise, every other huge franchise that has been going for some time you've got uh you got dc you got star wars you got a there's a bunch of them let's not forget the dark universe sean and the dark universe oh and the conjuring have majorly we'll say probably majorly fucked up somewhere or another which that which means like marvel is like fucking doing something right like they figured something out or they can i mean some marvel movies are not as what?
1: They know the formula. They got it. Well, like, it's, they a, it's Kevin it out. Feige, right? Yeah, I mean, he, are we giving like credit to him? He's like he
0: must be a fucking genius.
1: Only he because, be. like, I didn't think so maybe at the beginning, because it's like, okay, yeah, anybody can do I get what you're doing, blah, 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 blah. But because we've seen everybody else fail at yeah. it, then it's like by just, you know, I mean, it's like... Just by that process. Then this guy clearly has a handle on, you know, because we were actually talking uh, off mic before uh, we started recording. The whole uh, like Kathleen Kennedy at the the helm of Star Wars. Right. It's like at some point, uh, Feige must be saying, "Okay, you uh, you know, it's like you can do whatever you want, but this point must be made." Yeah, you know, because this is where we're going with this right. series. It
0: feels like in in <laughs> in this whole thing where everyone keeps saying like we have we have an idea of where we're going, we have a plan or everything. I don't think they do. Because I'm looking at Marvel doing it, and they must have, like, like you said, you can do whatever you want. You got to hit this point. They must have this shit locked down. But a lot of that's prob-
1: it could be because like that it did exist in like the comics. So sure. they did have like, you know, there was an outline of the story that was already there. Right. But to you know cohesively I mean? get there. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, they changed the shitload. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. yeah. The broad strokes. They knew I Thanos. Right, and, I mean,
3: DC's not doing it.
1: You know that they were trying though with the whole Zach oh, yeah. Snyder thing. I, but and I'm all. saying like, they're, they're not. They're not successful. Like, everyone's trying. they're not successful. And they're failing
0: yeah. at it. And these guys are like, as far as I'm concerned, like they're doing extremely well. And it's a movie that I, like I said, I was invest- I'm invested in these characters. We've been with them for forever. Um. Uh. Uh, I love the characters. I love the situations. Again, the history that is with these characters and with these actors, mm-hmm. it like, it shows up on screen. And so when, you know, um, when characters are reunited after being apart forever, you feel like, like you can feel what's happening between them and it feels very real. Um, uh, say what you will about like certain plot elements of this movie, uh, time travel and whatnot. It gets a little sticky. That's fine. Um, but when they had to like do it where it counts, Fuck me, they pull it off in spades because um, uh, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. I, I go back and rewatch this movie did in Marvel movies where they have the big battle scene where there's just the unnamed armies fighting after each other. I find to be the most boring parts of any of these movies. I could care less about the big battles because I know they don't matter because I know that, you know, eventually we'll get to the point where the the story takes over and they have to go. They finally do the thing they're supposed to do. Um the last hour of this movie, the giant battle, is my absolute favorite part of this movie. So much cool stuff happens in that battle. Um, so, many moments, from so
3: many moments we've been waiting for. Well, it's been waiting for.
1: <laughs> char- but you're saying cool character moments? Well, it's, it's within it, it, embedded within action. Yes, because they uh, a lot of them. I mean, there's just well, so that's well, really hard to do because I think a lot of times you get action movies where there's you know the the uh, outcome of the scene has like a an out point right it's like we have to get him to the the you know the whatever the drop off point yeah. so whatever happens between here and the drop off point is like, well, okay, there's action. But the only right. thing that's really important is they get to the drop-off point. Right. So you can kind of check out of the movie right. and then come back in like, okay, here's when the movie picks right. back up. Not this one. Okay. Because it's all those little things that happen in there. These are deliveries on things that yes. set up like five,
0: because, and ten you, movies yes, ago. Yes, years ago. Because And then you look at that and you have to realize... The restraint.
1: Yeah, but Captain America picks up the fucking Thor's hammer and all that. No spoilers, guys. Everyone knows it. It's in the fucking (laughs) fans at this point. Everybody saw this movie. The restraint, (laughs) yes. The restraint
0: (laughs) they had to have to not do that earlier, to wait 10 years for that to happen.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh,. I didn't know at the time when they were setting it up <laughs> that it was a setup, and that's where you kind of wonder. You go like, "Man, that's a fucking genius!" Yeah, that, that you they, remembered yeah. that fan moment and paid it off <laughs> in the climax and became like a plot point. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: It's And they do that all over this movie. Um, I also think like uh, – I think Chris Hemsworth is doing some of the best work he's done in any of these movies. Like I like his arc because he's pretty much been – look at all the loss that his character has suffered throughout all those movies. He loses everybody.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: so where he ends up uh, – It's finally
3: at, caught up with him. It It, does, it finally yeah. catches
0: up with him. Uh, but I also like that he like kind of – he claims some of that back in this final battle
3: yeah and can we talk about fucking viking thor
0: viking thor with is pretty the great beard, with the braided, uh, the braided beard. beard and everything awesome. i i love, they I love the it. i love how they wanted to figure out a way to get him back in the long hair and, yeah. and everything and they did it and it's pretty great i love, I love viking thor I do too. like he's pretty great i kind of hope he stays like that for a while <laughs> um i mean uh, captain america obviously you know tony stark uh doing what he does at the end of the movie, kind of making that, mm. that, that, Oh, I forgot what he called it in the first Avengers movie. The, the, the final play or like the, to lay down on the wire and let the other guy climb over you. I mean, like he does that his arc, the whole thing, everyone's arcs. Like I love the arcs. Everyone's doing good. Um, I, I love this movie. I will keep revisiting it. It never gets old to me. Um, there's just some great shit that gets paid off in this movie. Um, and, uh, I, yeah, I absolutely loved it. Um, probably what? top Marvel movie. Yeah. So yeah, you're saying
1: say so. I was just going to ask if it's Infinity War, End Game. I ask- mean,
0: like we discussed, like Infinity War is still like a great movie. Mm-hmm. Like that is that is more like, oh, I don't know how to describe it. It is. Uh, I don't know. You you described it, but you put it on your list last year, and mm-hmm. you had a you had a good description of it. Go back and listen to that. But that's that's still a very good. Very good movie. Uh, it is definitely different because I mean, Endgame is paying off. Uh, it's like Infinity War, like pays mm-hmm. off nothing. It's they're still building, but yeah. uh, Endgame cannot exist without Infinity War. Like it's just it's two sides of the same coin. You can never do any of the stuff in Endgame if you don't have Infinity War uh, before that. Um, but uh, yeah, I would say so. Um, yeah, yeah. Endgame. I think that's the, that might be my top Marvel movie. I think it's. Spectacular um, and thoroughly entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Endgame is my number three. Michael.
2: My number three, it's a little movie called Crawl. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, I agree with a, a lot of the sentiments you had, Colin. I think it's, I still think it's weird that it's 2019. I watched a movie that had Barry Pepper in it. Mm-hmm. That right. was, that. was I think that's the weirdest, un, most, most unrealistic thing about the movie is that Barry Pepper's the oh, leading Barry man. <laughs> like, yeah. a bad, I just think of Battlefield Earth whenever I see him. Oh, yeah? So, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. I always think Saving Private Ryan. Oh, I was yeah, right? no. He's I like the lead
2: in Battlefield Earth, yeah. so.
1: We all have a Barry Pepper movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, what's your Barry Pepper movie?
0: <laughs>
3: I just know it's probably saving prep Ryan, but anyway.
0: Continue.
3: I had thought in the
2: past that I was like pretty mixed on Alex Aja, and then like the more I look back at his stuff, I'm like, no, actually, pretty much all of it's pretty good. Like he's he's great, but yeah, like Colin was saying, he kind of like went away for a little bit, and it did like. I mean, Horns, like, I know it wasn't good, but did anybody even really
1: see it? Like, it, it was like, uh, it felt like it was supposed to be a theatrical movie because when you yeah. watch it, it's got a bunch of people in it. That you're right. Like, this is a theatrical film right. that they scuttled at the last minute and said, like, we don't have faith but in But it's this. not
2: like a career killer by any means. But no. it seems like it kind of put sidelined him for a bit. Like, it.
1: Because it, it was his first direct video. It's like, yeah. you, you can't get a theatrical release.
2: But I mean, you well, know. he did
1: something. In between Louis Drax and this, he did, he was like working on some kind of interactive stuff. Mm-hmm. He did something with Robert England for some virtual reality service that I don't even fucking know. And mm-hmm. I, it was like Campfire Stories or
2: Campfire Stories. Oh, yeah. I think we something. watched a trailer for that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he has been working, but mm-hmm. like, you know. To have him get a theatrical film again from a major studio, Campfire
0: yeah. Creepers, Campfire Creepers, Skull of Sam,
1: yep,
2: and and like this movie, the marketing was uh, I don't know like what the marketing experience was for you guys with this movie, but I could not escape trailers and commercials for no, this it movie. It was everywhere. That dripping, that yeah, 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 yeah. Like they even had the countdown trailers in three days. Mm-hmm. Crawl, which mm-hmm. like those are really expensive to do. So I was like, okay, they really put some money behind this. But yeah, with this movie, I think he really proves that he's still like. A weight bearing pillar in the modern horror filmmaking, which is weird because, like, I think Fetty Alvarez kind of stole his thunder for a little bit. I think they have similar styles, like, they're kind of like mean spirited gore. Like mm-hmm. you were saying, Colin, yeah. you know, when something happens, like, he's both gonna come into guys. it. Yeah, yeah, they're what both is like that. Fetty
1: Alvarez up. To, what's his next thing?
2: Uh, he- I thought it was, uh, I thought he just got announced for something, and we were like, oh. Yeah like we were not impressed because yeah, it wasn't last like one a horror was, thing. was
1: uh, a girl with the, in the spider's web yeah. which was like yeah, yeah. he's not he's not what David I Fincher he did that. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. he did something to have cuz Don't Breathe and Evil Dead were, you know, um, but, we're
2: both great. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, crawl is like I think my ho- my state of the union for uh movies <laughs> of 2019, they're all too damn long. I I don't need every movie to be over two hours. I really really don't.
0: Long this year. Yeah,
2: and this movie is like I don't even think it hits ninety minutes. I think it's like eighty six or eighty seven. Love it. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Give me. It is the most efficient, well paced movie I've seen Mm -hmm. this year. And that is not. Those are not slights against it. Those are reasons to watch it and reasons what make it great is that he knows the time he needs. And he knows he doesn't need any more than that. Yep, Get in,
0: get out, get on with your life.
2: And there were several times I thought this movie was over and then it kept going. And I was Mm -hmm. kind of impressed by that because I thought for sure I knew exactly what was going to happen in this movie. Mm -hmm. And I didn't. Um, Also, maybe cutest movie dog in a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Really cute movie dog. That's a really good dog actor, too. Um, And...
1: And a real dog. And a real dog. Yeah. Yeah. I finally saw
0: the trailer for that shit. Yeah. Yeah. That looks oh, rough. Boy. Yeah. It looks
2: rough. Uh, a real, a real cute dog. Mm. Um, yeah. Crawl was great. I, I wish I could talk more about it, but it would be spoilery stuff. Um, definitely go check it out. I have heard some criticism of. The CG online and stuff, but I didn't yeah. think it was bad mm, when I watched yeah. it. I thought it was
1: pretty solid. Like I said, I yeah. thought it was some of the best I mean, it's better than the fucking alligator and eraser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, an eraser. Is callback. that the last alligator wow. that we've seen? What's the last Lake alligator? Lake Placid? Movie? It's better than the alligator in Lake Placid. I'd like the eraser, pole. <laughs> 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 Who would have thought that? Oh, that would have was horrible.
0: That yes.
1: was like, oh my raw. god, it shoots yeah. an alligator. Yeah, so it's yeah. much yeah. better now.
3: Yeah,
2: my number three is crawl, Holly. Uh,
3: my number three is my second movie set in a cool old mansion. We're going with Ready or Not. Oh, that was uh, another one that I was jockeying yes. for. Yeah,
0: uh, that one's oh, man. If we had a top <laughs> ten, a lot of these would be getting in there. Yep.
3: I loved Ready or Not. It was such a fun movie. It combines horror and comedy in just the best way. It, it, t- it ticked all the boxes for me. It's, it, it's so great. Samara Weaving's character is so fantastic. She's tough as hell. She's she plays it with such tenacity. Like I love her character. It's it's so wonderful. Um, she's
0: just fun to watch. Like watch fun, act. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's
3: fun to watch. A lot of people mistake her for Margot Robbie. Right, well, I, my first thought was, why is she yeah.
1: not
2: playing Harley Quinn? Right. Yeah, I think she'd be better. She has naturally cartoonish features. She Her really eyes is. are gigantic. Mm-hmm. She has she looks like a cartoon character. She was
1: in a movie called The Babysitter which was a on, McG uh, movie. Yeah, but it was on Net- yeah. that was a pretty good movie. Yeah. Like you should go check that one out. It's a Netflix original. Uh, held hostage mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. Netflix. All right.
2: also, oh, Are we uh, starting to beef with Netflix now?
1: Colin, Colin is. Colin is has, col- has a, a... I don't have doesn't... that
3: many problems with Netflix. No, I There's know. I just... I Netflix. fucking...
1: The fact that the, the... I think it's just that movies like The Babysitter, which are good, nobody's fucking heard of it. Because right. they heard about it... You either hear about it for a week, and then it disappears. And then yeah. you can't get it on any other platform. That's, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. That is holding it hostage, <laughs> I think. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. I don't have Netflix. <laughs> I canceled it, so now I can't see half the Did shit. You? So. Well, there you go. Well, yeah, because, like, everything that they put on there now is, like, stuff that wouldn't get, uh, you know, an actual theatrical release. I mean, you're not so watch you watch The Irishman, and then
2: you said, I'm done with you. Yeah, yeah so I'm done
1: with
0: you. Yeah, yeah, I'd be done after The Irishman, too.
3: <laughs> the Irishman was push Colin How to break up with Netflix. <laughs>
1: yeah. All
3: right. Um. Yeah, so, uh, ready or not, about a... Uh, a young couple, newlywed couple, that they are at his, his family's mansion for their wedding. And upon their wedding night, uh, family tradition, they have to play a game. They
0: Because uh, the, the, yeah. the family is a, a mogul of board games. Mogul of board games, yes. yes.
3: So games are part of their blood, and mm-hmm. they have to choose a game from a box, a very special box that, that we get into later. Um, and depending on what game is pulled... Um, well, the bride has to play. That's the role. And it's it's come to fruition that she picks the one game that she shouldn't have picked. Yes. Hide and seek. Yes. Um, because she's not only hiding and seeking, but she's actually, like, hiding for her life. Yes. Because if she is found, they are going to murder her based on a family curse and tradition.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, we we'll have to stay hidden till dawn? Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. Fun stuff. Yeah. yeah.
3: Um. But yeah, it it, it sounds, it, it's kind of a crazy idea, but it's, I think it's an original uh, story. I, I think it, the storyline totally works for me. It's, it's fun. It's,
0: it's also it's, another movie that could give each member of the family their own little character. Yeah,
1: posters. this is true. Because it it I, I was, I was seeing the trailers for this and Knives Out at about the same time, and I kept and they on kind of, yeah, getting yeah. them, yeah. you know, like, which one's which? They're both in the, you know, which one's the mystery? And, Sourpuss mother, um, yes. Yeah.
0: Grandmother, and, uh,
1: uh, oh,
3: the ant, the creepy
1: Oh, yeah, the characters are, the yeah. They're Yeah, yeah just the to, casting on some of those people. Adrian Brody's in that. A- yeah, Andy they got Andy McDowell, McDowell yeah. back. Hell, yeah. where hell yeah. did he come from?
3: Adam Brody is surprisingly fun in this movie. I don't yes. always like him. I think he's kind of a. Eh, I don't always like yeah, him. Yeah, because we did
1: but, Jennifer's Body not too long ago on this yeah. show, and then it was like, whatever happened to him? I'm like, oh, yeah, ready or not. <laughs> yeah, ready, or he's not. ready or not. very good in ready or not.
3: Yeah, he's kind of like the anti-hero in this movie a little bit, and I don't know. He's, I think, I, I I thought it was funny. I thought it was great, um, but there's there's a really like I said there's a really great mix of comedy and horror. Um, there is wonderful gore in this movie. I was not expecting it to be as bloody as it was, yeah. Yeah. but it's so it it, it works because it's it's funny. Yeah. And it's it's actually like horrific. There's there are moments when I literally like audibly was like, oh, God, mm-hmm. like, um, when she cuts herself on the fence. Oh, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah, God. yeah. That was, Or
0: even the nail scene.
3: The nail. Yeah.
1: Well, this is by a, a collective, right? There are two guys who go by the moniker radio silence. Mm-hmm. They did an episode uh, of uh, VHS, you remember the uh, yeah. found footage movie VHS? Mm-hmm. Yes, they had I think the third the UFO thing in that. So oh, no, 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 they did the haunted house one, the one that like kind of stood out from that yeah. movie. Yeah, did they do something between that and this. I, I feel like they, they did. did. It feels like they did something for hire, where it was like wasn't really to their personality, yeah. but this is like oh, these guys should do more movies.
3: Yes, they should. Everything was so well done. It looked very realistic. It was very gory and it um it, it was it was really enjoyable um but funny but really funny that's i mean yeah. you know me i love horror comedy like that's my jam did you so,
1: know it was going to be great. a horror movie when you went into it
3: i did i i got i got that that vibe going into it um because yeah, the trailer in,
0: they shoot the maid yeah.
1: yeah i know but it like but Southbound. that's played for la oh uh, yeah I didn't like that one. But mm-hmm. the uh, but it's played for laughs in the trailer, so my impression was kind of like, I mean, I, I was going to see the movie anyway. I was mm-hmm. intrigued. It was like, oh, this is something that I, you know, it's not a sequel to something. And I'm yeah. like, what is this? Uh, I thought by the trailer that it was going to be more tilting toward comedy. When I got into the theater, it was more thriller a horror eventually yeah. that I was like, oh, this is my jam, Yeah, you know, but it has, it walks this line of uh, comedy. The,
3: the, the, the trailer, I was like, okay, I see that they're going horror with this, but like most horror movies of this caliber, I thought, I was like, it's probably not going to deliver on the horror, but it did. Mm-hmm. It really did. That's what I was surprised on. I was like, I think they're marketing it to to attract people that like horror, but usually that just doesn't deliver it. This delivered.
1: Yeah. So this is one of those things where I thought maybe the marketing might've been off, you know, for for the movie. It
3: was, it was marketed weird because the trailer was very uh, multi-tonal. You couldn't really tell where they were going with it for sure.
1: Did you think the movie was multi-tonal or you thought it was, because I mean I've talked to people who are like that movie couldn't pick a lane, but I'm like I you know I was fine with you know where it rested between yeah, the pieces of found a really horror great and balance. comedy.
3: I thought it found a great balance, mm-hmm. and yeah, I I thought I thought it was so much fun, and there I don't for me personally like there weren't a lot of twists. Like I don't know some people thought that there were there were twists. Um, there weren't really for me until there was a very wonderfully. Grotesque crescendo at the end hmm. that I did not. Well, there's some coming.
1: character twist that I guess I yeah. didn't see coming either. See, not yeah. me. I, I oh, yeah? yeah, I was like, uh, okay, yeah, I saw that. Uh, okay. Do they but,
2: ever establish? Does this take place present day? Yeah. Yes, but there's no cell phones at yeah. all yeah, they in they the never movie. Really
1: mention them, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh no, because Duder is on his. He's looking up how to use a crossbow. Yeah, oh, yeah that's yeah. right. And, uh, yeah. So yeah. she just didn't, ha- the
2: and just didn't have the lead. And they use a hers. cell
1: phone, I think, in the car with the um, the butler.
0: Yeah, right. right, there is a that call there, and I a- think a Adrian
1: Brody f- calls someone. Yeah, Adam Brody, yeah, not Adrian
0: Brody. Hey, not Adrian. Adrian Brody, is not
1: Brody. In had movie. to somehow surrender their cell phones when they started playing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the
3: biggest surprise for me was the uh, supernatural crescendo at the end. that was wonderfully disgusting. Um, yeah, I had a lot of fun this movie. I oh, thought was great. I think everyone should check it out, ready or not.
1: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. A lot
3: of fun. Yeah, number three.
1: More fun or less fun than Knives Out? Well, you said I had more fun with it. More fun with this. Yeah. Uh, My number two, I feel this is going to be divisive. Uh oh. Oh, yeah. My number two was uh, Ad Astra, the uh, movie that it seemed like very few people saw or uh, on its original release. No, because again, this is one of those movies. Okay, so this is the way that I took this, right? I saw the, the trailers. Uh, and it kind of like, it was non-specific as to really what it was about. Mm -hmm. Uh, we knew it was one of the, it looked like what is going to be one of those ponderous space movies patterned after maybe interstellar, but the closest analog that I found it was, um, uh, first man, which I went and saw and I fucking hated that movie. That was from Damien Chazelle. Chazelle, Yeah. Yeah, that one was... <laughs> He's overrated. Was, it bad? I'm gonna, uh, it was I will give it a hot
2: take. Jamie, Damien Chazelle's overrated.
1: I liked, he doesn't make good movies. I liked Whiplash. All right. And I didn't yeah. see La La Land. No, 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 no. You wouldn't like it. Okay. <laughs> you would
2: not like
1: La La Land. <laughs> and I, I saw it like, and liked
2: it at first and have really soured on it since then.
1: Yeah, I did not like uh, First Man. No, I mean, it was... It, because it was uh, It just... It was so heavy with uh, with... I don't know. It was just kind of it wasn't heavy with importance i really didn't like the right stuff either so okay yeah, okay you know, it's the same there. story yeah but ad astra to me uh when i saw it i guess that's why i was surprised by what i was seeing um i, see, I don't know if i should say this or not if it's spoilers but i based on the trailers i didn't expect that there was going to be like a zero g knife fight in this movie <laughs> right i'm like this is an adventure movie that or, you know or, probably or a, or a animal yeah, I didn't yeah. expect that at all. Yeah, I you know, so that's why that I was like constantly That is the thing I will never it.
2: forget. Yeah.
1: from this movie, <laughs> like they they
0: never like it waltzes into like a horror. Yeah, you know. if you want to know what we're talking about, go see ahead. Or answer.
2: you know, um, there's like that heist pirate angle
1: yeah 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 in the first yeah. act yeah yeah yeah.
2: yeah. i've no, never seen that in a movie before like I when it. i when i mm-hmm.
1: saw the trailer for this i thought it was going to be this have you seen this movie Nope. i thought it was going to be this like serious uh you know like this is the serious thing about a space exploration of the void of space yeah but it was less that than it was like uh an adventure film which you know like a science fiction adventure movie which I kind of, you know, as soon as I was, like, keying into this, I'm like, oh, my God, this is the kind of shit that I live for, Mm -hmm. and I rarely get, like, the hard sci-fi. It takes place in... Uh, space shuttles and space stations that seem like, you know, something that we actually do build now, even though it's a little advanced into the future where um, Brad Pitt is an astronaut who uh, I think, you know, there's, I guess, two themes going on here. There's the, uh, you know, there's the, uh, the, the, the adventure film, but then there's also like this kind of contemplative um, like spiritual, Movie almost like it it kind of goes into like a psychedelic i think uh, um, you know mediation on um, human loneliness he 's trying yes, to make himself into like this perfect soldier and he you know his his uh, uh, blood or his heartbeat never goes above eighty you know beats per minute whenever he's faced with you know dire circumstances which makes makes him perfect for you know these uh, uh missions that he's sent on. But he has to confront, I think, uh, you know, something very human uh, as he goes along. And uh, um, I don't know how much I can say. Basically, I'm going to say Apocalypse Now is one of my favorite movies of all time. And this may be the Outer Space remake of this. And uh, where in Apocalypse Now, you had uh, Willard and Kurtz. This one, you have, uh, you know, Brad Pitt. And ultimately, uh, there's something that his father has done. Yeah. Uh, you know that he has to you know go through on this kind of odyssey. You know, it's like it really Greek is an odyssey, odyssey. That's movie. A good word for it, yeah. Because
2: yeah, he has trials every fucking step of the way. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and and I mean, it remakes. I felt remakes a lot of the moments from Apocalypse Now, but it's Hearts of Darkness, I guess. Our right. Hearts of Darkness, the Joseph Conrad, uh, story. But um, yeah, I don't know. I thought um. I thought Brad Pitt in this movie, I mean, again, like, nobody saw it, I think, because it was marketed bad. I think in, in the 1970s, maybe, like, it feels like this would have been the movie marketed alongside, like, Star Trek, the motion picture, as, like, you know, like, here's the adventure to the end of the, you know, universe, where you're going to discover, like, some kind of cosmic uh, significance, and now it's like, meh, you know, it's another one of these space movies that comes out, and I don't know, maybe audiences don't have the patience for this kind of... um um I keep saying, seeing the word meditative in my mind, but I don't know if that's entirely true. Cause like I said, it does get into what I consider psychedelic storytelling where right? there's a lot of inner journey mm. going on there. But, um, Brad Pitt's performance, I thought was like one of the best of the year. I mean, if I could nominate him, you know, as like best actor for this, I think because he's playing a guy so reserved. Very. That it becomes a movie of close-ups and these facial ticks and the stuff that he is saying versus the things that are roiling beneath the surface are you know like opposed. Yeah, I don't know. I thought that this was a, I thought it was a great movie and I've seen it like you know it came out on video and I'm like I got to watch this like two times in a row. So yeah, apparently uh, Ad Astra I did because originally I didn't think it was going to be second place, but uh, there it is ad astra number two sean number two uh
0: my number two for this year uh was a little movie called the art of self-defense yeah. uh holly has seen this movie i don't I even have. know what this is I have. oh my god uh this yeah. is the, Where have I been? this is the jesse eisenberg uh he goes to like learn karate in a in a small like dojo no no oh shit i'm gonna show you the trailer i, I, I told to... you
1: this is the year i'm the most uninformed oh that's
0: right <laughs> this uh this is uh yeah i this is a Uh, one of the, one of the gems of the year, I think, um, it is, excuse me, um, believe it or not, Jesse Eisenberg plays a very timid, uh, a milquetoast, um, Human being. You don't say. I know, right?
2: (laughs) Really breaking new ground here. I
0: know. He's the kind of guy, you know, he goes to his job and uh, there's, you know, people in the three guys stand in the break room and he gets his coffee and he goes over and walks up to them and he kind of feels like he's going to say something. They all look at him and he just walks away like he's playing that character. And so at a certain point he gets mugged um, and ends up in the hospital. And then from there. It's he goes on a journey of uh uh to discover his manhood, I guess it is, or to and you literally
3: it, see some manhood in this. I mean, you movie. see, yeah, there is
0: there is <laughs> There's a full front, yes, there is. Um, but he ends, he sees a, does he see a commercial, I, I think. I, yeah, he sees yeah. a commercial on TV, yeah, for um, uh, it's very Rex Kwando, it is very Rex Kwando, <laughs> this commercial. Um, and it's it shows uh um, a sensei on TV, um trying to recruit people to come to his dojo and learn karate. And they do it in the most, they're trying to uh, go after the most hyper masculine, like, uh, version of these characters. Um, it's, uh, I don't know. It's hard. It's, it's, it's almost, it's satirical on like, they're going for the macho dude. It's like, you will learn karate and then you will become the master of your life. And it, it's, it's, um, and it's very funny in the direction they choose to go with that. So he decides to take lessons, um, and he it's like he unlocks something in himself. He loves it so much that he wears his yellow belt uh, everywhere he goes, uh, even to work and everything. And um, it's the journey he goes on, and his discovery of oh, – it's hard to say. I don't want to give anything away with this because I, I want people to watch this movie. I think it's that good. Um, kind of like the – how do i explain this holly like the the, the rules <laughs> uh it's hard to do um there
3: there is an underground section of the dojo yes that he there's, there's
0: the night class there's
3: the night class which you have to get okay. yes. and have to, and some other weird this is
0: where the full frontal male nudity comes in yeah. and there's and it's it gets a little more hardcore in the night class um uh, there's also some extracurricular activities that the night class partakes in. Um, there may or may not be some underground <laughs> – um, uh, I mean there's murder involved.
1: Other muggings, there's oh, so crime. This is, okay. So you're I get what I was like, he's not really selling me on it, but it's because you're talking around the spoilers. Yeah. Okay. I don't
0: because there's there's such a it's such a great discovery of such a simple thing as like uh <laughs> Jesse Eisberg and his similar way going, like, I'd like to learn karate uh, so that you know I can defend myself. And his journey from there to the person he ends up being at the end of this movie, it's extreme. Like he gets a mm-hmm. little taste of like finally taking charge of his life and so he goes to work and he, he he he's um he um manhandles like the guys in the break room who were just like uh who were making fun of him um he punches his fucking boss in the throat in one very funny scene um it's it's I mean, it's a comedy. It's a very dark comedy mm-hmm. um, and it's it's uh, it's a little bit of a thriller, too. And some of the stuff they get into um, Imogen Poots is in it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, she's very good. Um, her better
1: role from this year. Yes. Her, yeah, I, her, <laughs> yes,
0: definitely. Her best role from this year. Yeah. Um the guy who played uh, the guy who played Caster Troy in Face Off is the sensei. <laughs> I don't know if that does anything for you, but uh, the way he plays it is very uh, is is very funny. Again, he's hyper-massive. Say
1: who directed Wait. this or wrote it? Or Riley
0: who? Riley Stearns. Um, I th- think this is like his. F- may have done a smaller movie just before this, but this is his first like
1: movie okay. movie.
0: Um, uh, I don't know where I was going with that, but um, it's it's I mean it's a black comedy. Uh, it's extremely funny. It's it's Jesse Eisenberg used to his probably most perfect potential. Uh, I know, right? And it's I don't know. Take that for what you will, know, but it's it's amazing how he's used in this movie.
3: It does a lot that I was not expecting.
0: It does a lot that you're not expecting. <laughs> what was it called again? The Art of Self-Defense. The Art of self yeah. I'm going to show you the trailer when we're done okay. here and it's fucking right. great. It, um
3: it is one of the best endings I've ever seen in a movie.
1: Really?
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: It's it's wonderful.
0: It is unexpected. Uh it's un unexpe- oh my god. And the dude who oh, I feel
2: like you guys are setting the bar way too high right now.
0: Uh,
3: well, here's the thing. You're, I think, think you're overhyping it a bit. I mean, I'm the, the, the bar not because good. I love this movie. Here's the thing. I don't actually really like that movie, but it does have a really great ending. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So
0: uh, I'm only setting the bar high because I really enjoyed this film this year, and uh, it is my number two for the year, The Art of Self-Defense. Mm. Michaela.
2: My number two is a movie that I'm sure most people haven't seen. Um, it's a Blumhouse movie called Sweetheart. Mm. This movie, uh, I don't know why it didn't get any marketing and just got buried to Hulu, I guess.
1: I never heard of it until you're like, hey, have you seen this movie?
2: I had heard it mentioned in a podcast and like, so basically the premise is um, this girl Jen washes up on the shore of this deserted island. She's all alone at night. Something comes out of the ocean to feed and so she's got to not only just survive as it is, but also dodge this thing that's coming out of the ocean every night and obviously there's going to be large chunks of the movie with no dialogue. Maybe that's why they thought it wasn't marketable but they they do creative solutions to get around that obviously um much like um like 127 hours is a good example right mm-hmm. so you're like that's just a guy stuck in a rock, but like they do all the flashbacks and like the memories he's having and like this movie employs things like that to you know make it not just a silent movie um, and so that really does help, but I was just really impressed by it. It's a really cool creature movie that has a really cool creature and the way there's two shots they do to reveal it that are just like so creatively done, especially like we know the Blumhouse method is like cut corners everywhere you can it like, like there's no plane crash scene in this movie, right? She just washes up like they cut right. out like, you know, mm-hmm. they cut out sure. things like that. So like the first two times she interacts with this thing coming out of the ocean, like you don't even see it. But the way that they shoot, how she interacts with it is awesome. And it's the the lead. I think her name is like Kiersey Clemens or something like that. She's awesome. And it's a lot to ask of someone to like basically be silent and have to like mm-hmm. this movie really has to show and not tell you everything. Um, so it's not something you can second screen for that reason. You really need to be watching. But it's it moves efficiently. It takes turns. I didn't expect They do use CGI, but there is puppet work at points and the puppet work is fucking awesome. There are some parts where like they would just use like uh, a part of the, of the creature as a puppet coming through something and it Mm. looks so fucking cool. And they did the puppet. I was super into it. And I mean, it's, you know, we're kind of in that time of monster movies where they kind of, the monsters and the like just appear. And like we never really get a backstory of where they come from or why they exist and stuff. So don't expect to like learn everything about this thing's backstory. I I, I know sometimes that's disappointing for people. They're like, well, where did it come from and why? You know, why is it here? And it's well, not it's important. Better. It's not. Yeah, important. But even
1: yeah. you know, some movies just leave little uh, you know like breadcrumbs and you kind of build something, right? You know, yeah.
2: But to, but that's not the point of this movie. Is the monster is not really the point of it. Um, but
3: didn't we have that same discussion about a quiet place?
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I feel like we did. So, yeah.
3: We're okay with not knowing what this is about. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly. For sure. for sure. It can only be disappointing if yeah. you tell me where this thing came from.
3: And, like, it just,
2: like, Black Christmas is getting so much marketing, and yet Blumhouse just, like, threw this in the garbage. And that's so disappointing. Where
1: where, where can you see it?
2: Uh, well, I streamed it on, thank you for reminding me, I streamed it on Amazon. But, listeners, you're listening to this, it just went up to Netflix. Uh, so you can oh, stream dear? it now. On Christmas Day, it'll be on Netflix. So ah. as our people are listening to this, they can stream oh, it. Right. Oh, yeah. so please uh, go watch Mary- it.
1: Christmas by the way. Yes. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. So Happy please holidays.
2: go watch it. It is awesome. Okay. Oh, I forgot Wait to for mention Netflix. it was written and directed by JD Dillard, who's the guy that wrote and directed Slight, that other Blumhouse movie about the kid with oh, the with like the card magic. superpowers. Oh, I yeah. Saw that. yeah.
1: Yeah, he used the magnets or yeah. what? yeah.
2: Yeah, so the Guy that wrote and directed that also wrote and directed Sweetheart. Oh, really? So, uh huh. Interesting. So, okay. I yeah, think I
1: know somebody who went to school with him. I need to pass that's a message cool. along. And- but yeah,
2: <laughs> nobody's watching it. This movie deserves it, and now that no one's even talking about it either, no, I, like, I think you you know, I
1: I've never even I, heard, I heard of it until of you, you I may have just it. seen
0: mm-hmm. uh, something unbloody mm-hmm. disgusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's it.
2: Yeah, it was. It was probably them saying it's going to be on Netflix. Maybe. It was probably their article saying Sweetheart's coming to Netflix. Oh, yeah. That was it.
1: I'm saying this is like, it. It it is like a two-edged sword. It's both like the best time for movies and the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And I suppose it takes mm-hmm. podcasts like this so you can actually hear about these movies mm-hmm. that otherwise just kind of psh, mm-hmm. you float away.
2: Yeah. Sweetheart number two, Ali.
1: There you go.
3: Uh, my number two, I have a feeling I'm about to open a door. To- can of worms? Uh, I'm not a, a door host.
0: to a can of worms.
3: Uh, I'm gonna open a door to uh some number one picks possibly coming up. My number two is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And oh, I
1: saw that movie. Yeah, yeah did, you? did you?
3: <laughs> did you? Did you like it? Um This is by far my favorite Tarantino movie. By far. I'm I'm not like an avid. Tarantino fan that like thinks he can do no wrong Uh, no I think he needs to learn how to edit I'm not like a massive fan I like his stuff all right, but I've never been like a super fan or anything but I loved this movie so much I had so much fun watching this movie um I I had a really great experience watching it the first time around um because I was at a private showing with Mike Moe the guy who plays Bruce Lee in the movie Mm -hmm. and it was a really fun yeah so that was Bruce Lee it was a really fun experience (laughs) um and then I, I saw it again in the theater, and I actually r- enjoyed it even more the second time. It's just that kind of movie. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's because you don't know what you're getting the first time around, and the second time you know what you're getting, so you can take it in more.
0: Yeah, um, it goes quicker the second. It does time, go quicker the second. It time. was much it quicker does. the second time.
3: I very much agree with you. Um, I I think that there's still a case that Tarantino could have edited a lot of it, but. The pace for me was fine. Like I, it's, it's a hangout a, it's, movie. It's a long mm-hmm. movie, but it works. I'm just gonna get high and
0: float around L.A. Yeah,
1: <laughs>
3: Basically. as long as
1: you like the people enough, you can hang out with them all day. Yeah. The-
3: you do, and that's the thing. Yeah, about I'll, this- I'll hang out on a yeah. roof
1: with with Cliff Booth.
3: That's the thing about this movie. These characters are so much fun. Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt are spectacular in this movie. I, I think it's my favorite thing I've seen, like, of either of them.
0: Yeah, I could watch them
1: watch a TV yes. show for right. a couple that was hours. That fucking right? hilarious. It's like yes. the commentary. It was like you yeah. hanging out and watching. Yeah. I couldn't believe they put that in a movie. I know. That's what Because they're I want coming out of the surround <laughs> channels, like them watching themselves yeah. in a movie. Yeah. That well, yeah, great. that guy there. He was a real Yeah, awful. yeah. That guy's That's a asshole. good leap right there. Yeah, yeah that's that, good. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. I, it it's was so like this really meta experience. It
3: was it really was um and i was i was surprised how um how heartfelt it was for a tarantino movie Mm -hmm. there was some really like genuine moments i
1: think that was the biggest surprise that i yes
3: it Mm -hmm. was very surprising i was like this is this is like a legitimately feel-good movie however there is still a classic you know, Tarantino extremely right. violent right. scenes. Still, movie. some
0: goddamn fucking hippies in this movie.
1: <laughs> 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 There's
0: some really great lines. in this movie. Line. Uh, <laughs> Are "Goddamn fucking <laughs>
1: I'm as real as a donut, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I,
3: I I love the I love the fairy tale angle of this. I, I think it's an incredible love letter to '60s movies or '60s Hollywood. Um, and I'm a huge true crime fan, so. I was waiting for the you know the ultimate, we were waiting for the Manson murders, we were waiting for all that. And this had the most satisfying ending I think I've ever seen in a movie, ever. It was so incredibly satisfying. Even the title placement. Yes! Like that? Yes! <laughs> you
1: know, a, yeah, it was nice.
3: It was wonderful. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely wonderful. I, I had so much fun with it. I laughed so hard during this movie, and I don't typically laugh very hard at Tarantino movies. But I laughed my ass off. I I loved it so much. Definitely easily in my top and I it, it battled for my number one or number two. Mm. But it is it is my number two.
1: I want to watch it again.
3: I know. I just bought it. I love it.
1: So excited. I know. I've seen it like four times now, yeah. I think. Because it's my number one movie I of the year. It! I know. It's like by process of elimination. <laughs> you're gonna yeah, I probably know it. I don't know what your number one is, Ooh. that You're making me yeah. Uh no, I was actually thinking of like just because I knew we were doing five movies. Uh the one that was in strongest contention, I think, for number five was a movie called uh One Cut of the Dead, uh. this Japanese zombie movie, because it also is a love letter to filmmaking, right? And then you'd cap it off with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's, I think, for people who are movie fans, and, and uh, you know, because I wasn't alive in 1969, sure. and I am kind of passingly familiar with a lot of the movie stars and very specific minutiae of this. But this is Quentin Tarantino, like, trying to... And I guess this is something uh, that only... Uh, um, filmmakers of his caliber have access to he is recreating his childhood
4: Mm
1: -hmm. you know and building the thing and getting to live in it Mm -hmm. i mean that's got to be a dream for like any filmmaker he is my favorite filmmaker. i said Mm -hmm. last week john carpenter number two quentin tarantino i think is number one um when i first saw this movie yeah it was kind of like it wasn't um it wasn't the, the the quentin tarantino movie that i was expecting uh, I have since gone back to it multiple times and yeah, I mean, I don't know if I think it's the best movie, but it's on its way, you know, <laughs> to, to that of his career, mm-hmm. like the capper, because it is so much different than, uh, his other films mm-hmm. where it does have this like gigantic beating heart in the film, uh, both with the Margot Robbie you know, just seeing her go to the movies and watching herself. I mean, like, I you know, that. we've all kind of been there, but you know, the, uh, the seeing a movie. But to see yourself in the movie and just like her experience of of loving the way that people react mm-hmm. to, you know, this is yeah, what movies are. When people laugh are.
3: and she turns and looks around. Yeah, and yeah, it's because so it's, sweet. this is
1: like the American popular entertainment art form, you know. Yeah. Um, the the two characters, I think this is the, you know, we, we made a big deal out of Matthew McConaughey and the McConaissance mm-hmm. when he had. But I'm like, Ed Astra and, and uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, this is the McConaissance. Nobody's going to go with me on that No, one? No, okay, fine. at all. Uh, does he
0: need an assance? Like, no. he's one of the greatest actors we've got. Okay,
1: but that's, that's exactly my point. It's like, uh, uh, you know, we forget, I think, because I he's think a so. movie star. Like, I keep remembering, like, the Thelma and Louise Brad Pitt or the California Brad Pitt or the Twelve Monkeys Brad Pitt or the Interview with the Vampire, you know, Brad Pitt, where, like, this guy does have, like... These serious, or even the Jesse James, you know, these are the ones that are coming immediately to yeah. mind. Like, this guy's got some serious fucking acting goods, you know? And uh, I think both Cliff and the Ad Astra guy, it's like, he's really good at, like, underplaying, but Cliff Booth is, like, one of the greatest written characters, I think, uh, you know, of this year. Mm-hmm. You know, if he doesn't get nominated for a Best Supporting Actor for this one, I'm gonna be like, you know, fuck the Oscars. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. um, I think... In some ways, that overshadows uh, the Leonardo DiCaprio, the yeah. Rick Dalton part. But Leonardo DiCaprio may be doing the best fucking work I have ever seen him do in a movie. I don't, I don't think
3: it overshadows. I think they complement each other. I think.
1: Yeah, but you know what I mean. It's like Brad Pitt's, you know, uh, character, or just because you know, it's like I think that one will get more attention come Oscar time. Maybe. I think in the movie you're absolutely right they compliment each other but both guys are bringing a game and doing very good work in both of these parts yeah um I mean as a love letter to film you know this is you know and the idea that like you know it's a it's a it's a buddy story between uh, an actor and his stunt man mm-hmm. you know. And it's basically you, you hang out with them over the course of uh, what, like two days, I think, like total that you spend, you know, in the in the movie. Um, I think
0: uh, I think there's a month. Well, there's a well, day. yeah, because they go to a t- they go Italy. To Italy yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: but you see, like a day from uh, you know, we wake up till right, you know. Yeah. And then, yeah, then they go to Italy. All this stuff is, and he's name dropping, like, you know, it's like, yeah, he's the second best, Sergio Corbucci is the second best, you know, Italian filmmaker. I'm like, yeah, because Sergio Leone is, you know, he's like layering all that stuff in there. I was sitting there like, oh, you're, you're speaking my language here. I kind of know I'm catching all these references. Um, but yeah, even on repeat viewings, it gets faster. Um, yeah, I thought that this was the best thing that I saw. This year, and we'll continue to keep watching uh, this. I mean, like, even right now, if you said, like, you know, you want to watch it, I'd be like, yeah, I mean, no problem, you know, uh, at three hours long, I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, I'm ready to commit right now to watching this thing again. Um, Yeah. Uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood, number one movie, best movie of 2019. Sean, what's yours? By process of elimination. Well, shit. No, I want to. I want to. It's not. It's not number one.
0: Although I want to kick Jojo Rabbit off and put that in my number five now, fuck! What? Uh, Again, this is changing. Oh no! Uh, All right, Uh, but no, my number one uh, for the year um, is a movie called Marriage Story. Okay. Uh, Now I'm maybe. uh, uh, I think I'm the uh, the uh, um, the audience they were going for. uh, Yeah, I know it's a Netflix. Uh, I mean, it was released theatrically, but it is a Netflix movie, yes. They produced it and everything. Uh, Marriage Story stars Scarlett Johansson and uh, Adam Driver, um, who are doing some of their very best work. Um, I haven't seen Adam Driver in a lot, but I've seen a lot of him lately. Um, and he's fucking killing it. Like I want to see this guy in more. He's also in, there's another movie out called the report, um, with him and, uh, Annette Bening, which is another one I have to get to cause it looks fascinating as well, but he's like really doing great work this year. Um, and uh, never more so than in this movie. Um, it's about a couple who has come to the end of their marriage. And so it is the, uh, it's the process of them getting separated, getting divorced, uh, she moves across country to L.A. They were a New York family. He's a playwright. She's a actress who's getting back into the game. They have an eight-year-old son. And so it's kind of – it's the disintegration of their family unit and uh, kind of what they thought they were and what they're going to be from uh, here on out. And it's it's pretty – it's like – it's pretty devastating, the story. Um, to me, it felt like a really good James L. Brooks movie. Mm. That's the vibe
1: I got from it, and I was just like, "I Holy got the shit. vibe." Now, is this Noah Bombach? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes.
2: You've seen one. You've seen them all.
1: Okay. Well, he was—he used to be Mumblecore guy. Yeah. <laughs> he
2: yeah.
0: still is. Okay. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, it felt like a really good James L. Brooks movie. Um, I love James L. Brooks old the shit. The progenitor of Mumblecore. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
4: sure. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he only um, knows how to write about relationships in peril. That's fine. That's every movie he's ever
0: in. That's fine. The
2: Squid and the Whale was another divorce story. I 15 don't know years if I've prior. seen
0: any Some other a yeah. Yeah. that's their theme. It's
2: just every time he makes something though, it's like this is the most it's like guys he repackages this shit every couple of years and we're always like I've never I'm like, seen it before. I love, I think this is the I love John the most Carpenter
1: attention. and all of his movies are basically like about a guy who doesn't want to become one of them. You know, it's like that's as long as way like, more basic it.
2: than like the pre- like that's that's a very broad premise. You could apply that to a lot of things. But Noah Baumbach is obsessed with yep. divorce and marriages falling
0: apart. Uh, this is, I think, my first Noah Baumbach movie, so uh, it's all new to me. Um, but <laughs> you I didn't think... see the
3: Squid in the Whale. No, he's done I a did. lot of. Movies, I didn't know what the yeah. fuck
0: it was. I'm just like, oh, that doesn't sound like something I want to watch. Nah,
3: but I like, I like Marriage Story better than Squid in the Whale. Uh,
0: but I did like this one. And again, I'm I'm like the audience they're going through for this because identified. Uh, with these characters on both sides throughout this movie. Um, I could very easily put myself in these situations. I've seen situations I've gone through on screen before. Um, this makes me probably a little biased towards this movie, but I think they pulled it off in such a... Uh, it felt very realistic. It felt very natural. I've had these conversations with my kid that they've had in these movies uh, in this movie before. Um, I... Th- thought that everyone was like just fucking crushing it um there's some really like really good like breakdown scenes where people are just yelling at each other um and crying and there's just i mean adam driver sings in this movie but it's such like there's so much behind the song he's singing in it like it's um it's i think fantastic
3: gut-wrenching
4: it's i mean it is it, it is. really is a
0: gut-wrenching movie um it's got a score by randy newman mm. Like, which, I'm like, you, you listen to it throughout the movie, and you're just like, this sounds like something I've kind of heard like before. Toy Story. Yeah, I, well, it kind of Twisted, does. twisted yeah, Toy Story. It does. And then you get to the end, it's like, oh, it's a Randy Newman story. Did score. he do oh, Princess Bride, it. too? Was that Randy Newman? I, I think th- it was. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Um, but, like, all these elements come together, um, and I think that they really, really pulled off a great movie here. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Not that this is any indicator of how good a movie is, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's, you know... Um, Gets a lot of awards this season. Um, But, uh, yeah, Marriage Story. I really thought everyone was doing fantastic work on this movie. I think it's uh, very well written. Uh, Again, I'm not familiar really with his other previous work, whether he repackages it or not.
2: He's married to Greta Gerwig. Can you tell? Oh, yes.
0: I I just saw that (laughs) recently. Yeah. Well, hell, what household that must be like. Holy (laughs) shit.
2: (laughs) I feel like they both kind of have, like... Their writing styles are so intertwined with each other that they can't really ever split up as like a a couple. You know what I'm
0: saying? Like they'll be together forever, or they'll they'll go through this shit when they get divorced. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, it was. uh, I felt it was a really powerful movie to me. It was also like there's some really. um, It's not just a downer, but there is some there's fun moments. Like even like their supporting actors, I can't not mention them. Laura Dern uh, as um, Scarlett Johansson's like lawyer in this is she's fantastic. I think she's knocking it out of the park. Uh, Ray Liotta has a comes in and out a couple times in this. He's also a good cutthroat lawyer. There's a great scene in the courtroom uh, where Laura Dern and Ray Liotta are going back and forth uh, at each other with like the information that's been brought up um, by each spouse throughout the movie. Um, it kind of it gets regurgitated through the lawyers back to the yeah. other partner, and it's kind of it's a very cutting scene. Um because it's just showing like this is a like a really low point for the couple um, and so they're kind of they're really breaking down at that point going at each other's throats when um you know, getting into the divorce they always thought it was going to be something else that it would be easy but or, it makes
3: it even more hurtful because their lawyers are doing it for them yeah. and they're just like sitting there with their heads down like they're ashamed of what's happening yeah. it's just sad and
0: because nobody like I'm, they feel at that point they both feel like they have to do this yeah because they're being forced to do this at this point um and you know i mean they get to that point they 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 rise they fall um and you know where they end up at the end i like i mean it got me um so i mean this movie did a lot to me um and that is why it is my number one for the year marriage story michaela
2: my number one is Doctor Sleep. Ah. Uh, I really did not expect to like this movie. I thought the trailer. No, you were all over the movie
0: before you went
2: it. The trailer it. was like, Get wretched. Your glowing eyes, hat lady. <laughs> yeah. out of my movie. And I actually really liked that character. <laughs> I was surprised. I, oh my god! I like went and being like, this is gonna be some cheesy ass shit, and it's gonna it's gonna ruin like this good sequel to The Shining. I actually, really like Rose the Hat. Was really into it. Rebecca Ferguson was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, it where do you start i mean it's the sequel to the shining we're on this kick lately of like picking up with movies 40 years later we had halloween 2018 last year now we have the sequel to the shining for almost 40 years after the shining and
1: bill and ted's just around the corner yeah yay (laughs) where's austin powers he's sitting this one out
2: you
0: just wait I i have a feeling he's coming back
2: i mean the love guru really that that's what buried Love him, right? Guru too. Like that. That's what did him in. He hasn't done like shit
4: since then, right?
1: He Austin Powers
3: yeah. Cameos in Bohemian Rhapsody. He's living Rhapsody. that sweet Shrek money. fine. <laughs> yeah. that's that's fine. True. That's true.
2: There probably is a lot of Shrek. <laughs> yeah, it's a sad thing. <laughs> Anyways, Doctor Sleep. um It. So I know my state of the union was movies are too long. Like, this movie, I'll watch the three hour a three-hour cut three because hour there's record. so much content in this movie. There's so much happening that, like, I don't know how you make it less than two and a half as it is. Like, it's... I, I didn't feel the length when I was watching it. it That's what she said.
0: Um, <laughs> I hope Sorry.
2: not. Um, but, so, you know, it picks up 40 years after The Shining. Um, Storyline... The, the timeline in the movie is a little rough on exactly when, but... Um, Danny is an adult now uh, I don't think it's a spoiler to say he's like an alcoholic And obviously after just living like through Some childhood dad. trauma yeah, uh, you, you become your parents whether you want to or not um, And he's just His life's kind of falling apart And he's trying to put it back together um, He drinks to suppress the Shining Um I don't know. There's so many things I want to talk about, but they're like spoilery content. Too much. Um, Now
0: I feel like since it's got such glowing reviews from people that I have to go see this or I have to get it when it, or watch it when it comes out. So
2: while, while Danny's dealing with trying to be a functioning adult, that's not an alcoholic, um, of course in a small new England town, he's doing that too. He's, he goes to a, like, in the middle of nowhere to recover it's it's that i was like that Yeah, yeah i can tell Creepy we're in stephen king land <laughs> um and then meanwhile there's this girl abra she has the shining but she's but it's like way stronger than anyone
0: i'm sorry her name's abra
2: yeah sometimes they call her abby sometimes it's shortened to other things yes abra um Stephen King John are you surprised (laughs) um and then there is also this like group of um like roaming uh spiritual vampires called the true Knot, and they're led by rose the hat rebecca ferguson and they can't live forever they just kind of extend their life by sucking like your like life force out of you they call it steam because that's what it looks like it looks like steam
0: is it um, anybody or just shining people?
3: just the shining
0: people
2: uh yeah but like the thing is they kind of talk about how everyone has varying degrees of the shining because they, they even say in this movie like have you ever just like had a gut feeling and it came true they're like that's the shining so technically like all people have it the way they talk about it it's just like all people have the, the force it's like the medichlorians yeah it's yeah. like what level yeah. of medichlorians yeah. you have so
3: it's like who's worth killing over it that's yeah. the that thing yeah
2: so that's why they're like the girl that has the most power like she could sustain them for a long time because they kind of like trap it in these little bottles i feel like i'm getting too deep in the weeds here <laughs> in this movie but um she, rebecca ferguson is awesome uh they kind of rove around and so they kind of go around like um near dark style kind of like picking up people that have the shining and sucking the team out of them. And all these stories converge in the third act. And we, we, the, the sets that they must've, they had to have completely rebuilt sets for this. I I I think so. They look amazing. Cannot believe how good it looks. The overlook looks just like you remember it. And there are the things they do once they get to the overlook are just like gave me chills. And I just couldn't believe some of the stuff I was seeing. Like I haven't really seen a sequel function this way and it still be successful. It's really hard to talk about without getting into (laughs) spoilers because it's a very complicated movie, but... It is a very Stephen King movie. It's like every idea he's ever had just like shoved into one story. There's even a part where I was like really I was like dude, you're you're becoming that family guy bit. You guys ever seen that family guy <laughs> the clip lamp. where they're like Stephen what, yeah. what do you have he said is like agent's <laughs> office and they're like Stephen so what idea do you have for a story and he's looking around the office he's like what about a haunted and he grabs lamp lamp and like he sold. There there was a part in this movie where one of the characters says that like pain makes the steam like more purified and i was like oh so like scaring kids makes them taste better yeah like we're come on you're recycling your ideas here man (laughs) but um i mean if you love the shining like this gives you like bonus scenes to the shining because there are flashbacks that are incredible and the cast of people they cast for the flashbacks for like wendy and jack and like some of the ghosts in the in the overlook are incredible like the um do you remember what her name was colin the girl from starry eyes that was wendy um, we were talking about her off oh mic, shit. but
1: oh, Al- Alexis Esso, I think. I think or, so. Yeah. yeah,
2: she was phenomenal. She mm-hmm. had her her had all of Shelly Duval's awkward mannerisms mm-hmm. down. She got the run and like uh, everything. I like some Ooh. of the, yeah. Yeah, 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 She yeah, does. Yeah. She does yeah. that. She goes, Danny and does that. Yeah, it's yeah. spot on, and it's it and. He, Mike Flanagan is so talented because he knows right when to cut away on those things to let it go too long to where it starts to look fake. You know, he knows right when to leave them. And I honestly think you put this movie in any other less capable director's hands and it's a complete shit show that doesn't make any sense. and doesn't work at all. I don't like envy the job of someone that had to merge Stephen King material with Stanley Kubrick material and like live to tell the tale. And like, I know this didn't do financially well, which is a shame. I think they, this would have killed as like a January movie. Mm. I think that early November is yeah, not a good came time out, for this. What, like
1: the week after Halloween.
2: Yeah, and that's like we're that. in we're in the midst of award season at that point, mm-hmm. and people are or and it's holiday movie season too. It's just not a great time for a movie like this. Well,
1: I was shocked to find out that like there's a bunch of people who didn't go see it because they're not familiar with The Shining. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> that's crazy. is yeah. The Shining like a thing that we all <laughs> you know somehow? But yeah,
2: yeah. Uh,
1: uh, you know, I mean, I it would is need almost like, the forty years old again. I go yeah. See that movie. Yeah. Right.
2: yeah. So, number one, Doctor Sleep, you gotta check it out. I, I, like I said, I went in being like, "This is gonna suck," and I loved it. So, and
1: Mike I, Flanagan's yeah, I was, I was like, mm-hmm. he's another one of those guys where. I mean, the trajectory of his career, you know, it's like he started off with, uh, oh, God, I can't even remember the movie Absentia, I think, mm-hmm. uh, a short film called Oculus that he eventually made into uh, the movie Oculus. Mm-hmm. That was a theatrical release. And then he spent some time in uh, Netflix purgatory. Okay. He made some good. You said great. Purgatory. Well, yeah. I mean, he made Hush, which Hush was amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, but you can only see it on Netflix. And then uh, Gerald's Game, which, is, which Gerald I think I great. had on uh, on of I did. It? You didn't. Okay. I didn't. You no. Know, no. And you said I couldn't because it was only a, a Netflix, Netflix movie, yeah, right? Okay. Like, no.
2: You this just got to break the rules sometimes. So. And
1: uh, then we got uh, uh, the Haunting of Hill House. So, you know. Well, before I wake, which yeah. you know, this is not a bad oh, right, movie, yeah. but yeah. Uh, but I like the, the the fact that like this is a guy who pretty much you know. In the horror genre, it's still fi- it's still hard to find people, I think, that uh, directors, filmmakers who work specifically in that genre, it's like, it, you know, they want to cross over and do different things. Fede Alvarez is like, man, this guy's going to be a voice. And then it's like, he goes and does the girl with the dragon tattoo. I mean, good for him. He graduated. To, you know, this is the way you got to do for the career. Yeah. But Flanagan is pretty much stuck strictly with doing uh, horror stuff. And now he gets, you know, a major hollywood uh warner brothers motion picture you know big screen platform release mm-hmm. i've know? seen
2: like a minor groundswell of people wanting him to do a Dreamcatcher remake now because they're they're like he can do the stephen king uh, like mm. this is the best stephen king adaptation of the year i think i mean i don't think it has a lot of steep competition yeah, i, know, though, like, so, I you didn't know?
1: like it as much as you did but i think that is still a yeah, I would still agree with that, yeah. statement yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sorry, Holly. Pet oh, yeah. Cemetery <laughs> was bad, and uh, so it, well, and it was it sucked was as well. It was disappointing, uh, mm-hmm. and some good scenes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we haven't gotten to our worst movies of the year. yet, oh, yeah, so I forgot about Who knows if it's going to be there, <laughs> Holly? What's your favorite movie of the year?
3: My favorite movie of the year is Jojo Rabbit. Oh wow! Uh, yes.
1: Jojo Rabbit comes back.
3: Which should not be a surprise because it's She loves Nazis.
0: I don't know if you guys know I, this about Hollywood. She I loves am, Nazis. I am
3: just mad about Nazis. Nazis. Someone oh. clip that out and use that for oh. nefarious yeah,
1: reasons. Yeah, 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 yeah. This the is the kind of shit that comes back on you later. Yeah. You're like when well, yeah. there is a podcast where she said, Yeah. Well, yeah. Wow. Yeah, don't ever run for public
3: office uh-huh. now, guys. Well, no plans of that. <laughs> um, but I do love Watiti as you all know. <laughs> as you all know. Um, so this movie I knew was going to be right up my alley, and I was not even remotely disappointed. It was spectacular. It hit all of the beats for me. Um, I won't talk a lot about it because Sean already talked about it, and he hit a lot of what I wanted to say. But um, there's such a heartfelt sweetness to this movie, which is just remarkable to me because, obviously, it is about Nazis, and it's about a little boy who dreams of being a Nazi. And <laughs> Two his, extreme measures. His imaginary friend is Hitler and it is unbelievably heartfelt and sweet and there's just this innocence about it, it it's very reminiscent of um it's very reminiscent of like um uh, Wes Anderson it's got a Wes Anderson feel to it so it's very it does. it's very Moonrise Kingdom yes, Grand yeah, Budapest yeah, yeah. Hotel very yeah. much so um the style of it is, is very Wes Anderson yes. um but it's got tai Kawatiti's signature humor it's there's a silliness about it um but and obviously he's got a very dark sense of humor you know we he made he made vampires funny and he does that with this he makes nazis fucking hilarious and it's done in a way but in a
1: takedown kind of way so, it's, it's, yeah, it's it's done, yeah yes. he's satirizing it yeah. yeah. it's
3: done in a way that like they are absolute fools they're yeah, idiots yeah, yeah. like I, it's,
1: well that's what i thought tarantino <laughs> like, rub, did with the like, manson a, family you know it's like yes. you, you know when you yes. do these characters like you can't you have to deflate You're taking them. your
0: power away from that. Yeah, yeah yeah.
1: or how he did the clan and uh, Django Unchained. on chain exactly know kind
3: of, yeah. it's it's exactly like that like uh rebel wilson <laughs> is one of the the um, her best like, role like the head mistresses at like yeah. nazi camp or whatever and she's yeah. just ridiculous and sam rockwell oh and, and oh, what's the guy from game of thrones what's his name um he um what the hell's his name
0: oh uh alfie yes
3: alfie oh, alfie yes. allen alfie, yeah. from yeah, yeah. john wick He's, sure oh, okay um He's, like, Sam Rockwell's, like, right-hand man. And those two together are so fucking funny. Yeah, it's, I, it's,
0: it's, it's I like when the ridiculous. kids are in the pool and it's like, oh, fuck, it's drowning. We have to go.
3: <laughs> Every so, line he says is it's fucking so perfect. so funny. And, but it... And it Like, the whole movie is hilarious, but then all of a sudden it gets to a point where it's just, like, serious. Yeah. And there's, like... It's
0: kind of scary when it gets to that point. Yes.
3: There are, like, these intense moments happening. All of a sudden you're like, oh, my God. Like, I'm, like... I'm really feeling something right, right. now. This All is- of a sudden,
0: like Taiko Atagi is like he's reciting Hitler. Yes, and he because and I thought about that when I heard him like this is something Hitler actually said. Yes, has to be because he gets serious and scary about it when he's yes. trying to scare the the kid.
3: Because, yes, the the more the the more the kid is conflicted about his thoughts and his feelings, yes. the scarier and more real. Hitler becomes yes mm. he's at first he's like this lovable you know like imaginary right, friend. you love me
0: so we're cool yeah hey.
3: yeah he's like this lovable imaginary friend and then the more real it gets the more scary he gets and it takes this turn and, and you realize that the movie is not like glorifying something it's like it's it's recognizing that there was this horrific thing that happened mm. but it's making it satirical because it's it, it's just it's just a brilliant Way to display this movie. It's it's really fantastic. It's um. You were saying earlier, Sam Rockwell and Scarlett Johansson are phenomenal in this. They 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 hit the the comedy bits, but then they also just bring like dread and sadness and love and empathy, and it's just remarkable. There's incredible depth to these characters. Mm. Every every character, I love every character in this movie. They're all fantastic. Um. Yeah, I felt every emotion watching this. It it really, I, I laughed, I cried.
0: <laughs> the fucking kid with the glasses.
3: The little roly-poly kid? It's just not a good day to be a Nazi. He's amazing. Like, I, I loved everything about this movie. It was absolutely my most enjoyable movie experience of the year, easily. Like, I, I, I walked out of the theater saying, this is my number one. <laughs> like, no no doubt about it. And I had done that with Once Upon a Time, but yeah. then I saw Jojo.
0: I fell in love.
1: Uh, Jojo.
3: Jojo Rabbit, number one there it is
1: there it is all right well that's uh the list all right that's, that's the top, top five, five. Oh, top. Yeah. yeah pretty good i gotta say i'm kind of pretty surprised. mixed bag did yeah, you check to see how your uh Michaela oh, been yeah. trying to figure out like if she could guess
2: <laughs> i tried to guess all of your guys's top fives to see if i could uh how, oh, did well you? Like, yeah i, I oh, i'm just pretty a... good okay i did pretty good so Colin. uh I had your number five as Midsummer. I had four as Astra. Three as Knives Out. Two, at Ready or Not, and one is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood.
1: Yeah, I thought Knives Out would have made your top five. Yeah, that's I what I thought it too. Was all day long, but then, kept on, but that's the list. Right I then there. I
2: had a, I had like a and then I started really second guessing myself. So I've like an I had like a maybe section and mm. my maybe section for you. I had one Cut of the Dead.
1: Mm. I right, put that at ten. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. at five. I kept on moving it around because yeah. yeah. that movie yeah. is like you know this. It's a celebration of film. It's a zombie movie, like a uh, first-person, right. uh, you know, or a, a found footage zombie mm-hmm. movie. But yeah, you have to see it because that description does not do it justice. I was
0: gonna say, I hope is it okay,
2: Sean? Yeah. You were by far the biggest wild card, and I like, I, I was like, I could be hundred percent right with yours. I could be one hundred percent wrong. What'd you guess? So for yours, I had number five. I had Hustlers. I thought for sure you were going to pull on Because you did
1: come back and say,
2: like, it's amazing, guys. You were like, really selling yeah, yeah, yeah. really it. I liked it. Yeah, I know, but, like, you're the only person I know that's even seen it.
1: I would
0: agree with <laughs> <You> that. <know? laughs> I'm, again, that and Charlie's Angels, I might be the only person who wouldn't see yeah. all those movies.
2: And then uh, you're number four, I had Parasite. I was really surprised that didn't make your top five, honestly.
0: There's a lot that, like, top ten would have been, mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of these that would have made it in there, but...
2: And then your number three, I had The Art of Self-Defense.
0: Okay. And then oh, shit. Well, two, two. yeah, Damn.
2: Two, I had Marriage Story, right. and, then had oh, we'll and then number one, I had Jojo Rabbit. Oh, okay. It's mm-hmm. so. close. And It's Holly- <laughs> close. For Holly, I had a really hard time, because I remembered, like, three things you said you liked, but after that, I was like, oh, I don't know after that. like, <laughs> um, So, for your number five, I had Endgame, and then four, I had Crawl. Three Ready or Not, Two Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and One JoJo Red. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. You're
1: like, <laughs> damn. So I threw you for a loop with John Wick. Which sounds yeah, like that, it's the, I, yeah, and as soon as you <laughs> said that,
2: I was like, I should have known. God <laughs> damn
1: it! Right, yeah. The only movie on my list that we haven't talked about was Dolomite is my name. I thought that was that was uh, a fun. That's a
2: fun. I've movie. heard nothing yeah. but really good uh-huh. stuff about that's that. Good.
1: Well, yeah, but we watched Dolomite on this show. You can go back and listen to yeah. that episode. But I think it has a special meaning if you've seen <laughs> well, Dolomite or like uh, the Human or Tornado. tornado. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's more like it's more um, fun. Um,
0: yeah. It's more like a people coming together to do something. Yeah. Like it's 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 uplifting and it's funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God um.
1: damn dolomite. <laughs> <laughs> uh so that brings us to the most exciting portion of our show, which is which is the most disappointing
0: portion. Of <laughs> our show. Yeah, 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 well, so, is that
1: what we're saying? Are we, are we going with the worst movie of the year, catastrophically bad? I mean, well,
2: or it's, disappointing? It's, I, disappointing is worse. Subjective. Like, to How about be we all disappointed
1: by a movie? That's the worst. Why don't we
2: all so. just say what it is for us? If it's the
1: well, worst or it's the most okay.
0: disappointing? Okay, uh, Colin, I think we have the same one. Okay, so I, I'm, on
2: pr- of- I, I'm I- okay on my list. I also guessed what I thought your worst ones were going to be. I just didn't say them yet because okay,
1: yeah. But, yeah, but I, I did guess worse. your
2: worst, and I I'm pretty no yours is different. I confident Collins is different than yours, Sean. I don't I know. So. Yeah, I'm thinking back to well, early
4: early 2019. At I know what yours is. I know so what at Collins the same is. Same
1: time, I want us to say it. Okay, uh, so we're so doing so three, two, one. Yeah, so we're going two, on one or one and then go. Two, one, go. All right. Uh, three, two, one, one, glass. 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 Yeah. Uh, That's what it has to be, because you were
2: angry about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I still am, because I was sitting there going, like, was the worst movie The Dead Don't Die? I'm like, (laughs) that might be the worst movie, but actually, no, I'm going to take that back, because even in my justification, like, even though it's a, a technically worse movie, M. Night Shyamalan's Glass is worse because... It retroactively made me feel worse about <laughs> the my last time when I picked Split. I'm like, no, get yeah. de- get out! Isn't yeah. my number one now? <laughs> right. You know, yeah. uh, which is just shocking. I had so much hope built up in that so thing much over hope. 20 years. Right for Unbreakable, I loved that movie. Uh, then split came out as like the the shadow sequel to unbreakable and he's starting his own cinematic universe and like that character, the Kevin Wendell crumb, you know, character is awesome. What's it going to be like when he puts them together in a film and I followed the making of it. This is why it's, you know, I mean like your mileage may vary, but you know, um, and then when, when that movie came out, it was like, oh, uh, I mean, he's kind of the Ryan Johnson of his own fucking <laughs> shit. And I sat there going, like, you know, I gave M Night Shyamalan. He's been lost to me for years. Mm. And then, uh, you know, because everybody was like, "Yeah, the visit," and I'm like, I didn't care for the visit either. That's Neither still that. M Night Shyamalan. Really? No, nah. that's just me. You know. And then, um, and then Split came along, and I'm like, this is the guy who's been suppressed for so many years and just hasn't been able to have a voice. And Blumhouse came in and gave him the fuck and said, give us the, and he did it, and it was awesome. And I was like, this movie. is the most phenomenal fucking thing, best movie experience I had that year. This is the worst movie experience I had this year, and I can't believe it came from the same guy. Right? How he did- a mere two years apart too. Every <laughs> like, fucking decision Jesus. that he made was to undermine his own shit. It wasn't even like somebody else coming in and doing it. No. He did it himself. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, what are you doing? No, no, like all he, this Ryan stuff.
3: Johnson's he stuff. Ryan Johnson his own stuff. He
1: Ryan Johnson his own stuff. He was the first Ryan. No, he wasn't. He was the second Ryan Johnson. Right? It Came after. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. I just could not fucking believe so the the yeah you know, the 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 fact he would take his characters and well I mean I guess I said it right he undermines what made them something in the first place we sat down here Sean and I I think yeah. like uh, uh, uh the you two had gone home yeah we were very drunk
0: mm-hmm. and we were talking about it. this
1: movie the thing yeah and we made. We came up with like point by point, like this is the it. better version of this movie. Yeah, and now I don't remember what oh, the no. fuck and it we, was. We did it too. We it, had yeah, it. It's you like do
3: remember? A, I am shocked.
1: I know. We yeah, yeah. It. <laughs> we had because it was like, oh yeah, th- like this is what this character needs and feels and you know wants, and yeah. this is how it all plays out, and you know, and we, I think we made it would have made Glass uh, the Elijah Price character like a bigger deal yes. than he was in his own fucking movie. Yeah. but it would have paid off both uh, Unbreakable Man. And, and the beast, uh, um, uh, but yeah, everything, even the way it was shot. I'm like, yeah, you know, uh, uh, with James McAvoy. I'm, I was embarrassed for him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, wow, well, you're just not doing this right at all.
0: No, they're just like you put him. That that beast character belongs in the the dark hallways yeah. of the underground yeah, yeah, yeah. of the zoo, not out in the open no, good. Broad daylight. Yeah, like, yeah. then you're
1: just an idiot out you're there. Ta- you're sapping
0: oh. him of his power. Yeah. you're taking all that my- <laughs> mystery away. Yeah, yeah, it was it awful, awful. How you what you did to to David Dunn. His yeah. ending? Yeah. What an insult to yes. that character. <laughs> yes. Holy
1: shit. And then at the very end, well, I mean, I thought the. Uh, I mean,
0: we're in
3: agreement that right now it's just overlapping. Like, you don't get yeah, a second chance. No, is, no, this is... This is also
0: Sean. This is also Sean's. Yeah. No, Sean. co- I'm just Most yeah. disappointing
1: movie of just the, the like year. You guys
2: go. Just yeah. I, I thought yours was going to be child's play.
1: That would have been. Worst? Yeah.
0: That's the one that kind of the more broke my heart was Glass. Oh. Mm hmm.
1: But yeah I thought the um the idea of psychoanalyzing your characters and trying to convince them that they aren't here. Like, I just, I couldn't, it broke my brain. I'm like, we, 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 I can't, this doesn't 20 work. 20 years of These, saying yeah, that they are. Yeah, proof they know who proof. they are. <laughs> they don't have to have someone suddenly show up and go like, oh, you know what? Uh, you only thought you had superpower. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm like, no, 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 They you fucking bent metal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Objectively. You got uh, shot with a
0: shotgun. You're doing pretty okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, we have proof this is... This exists. You exist. You are who you think you are. Yeah. We went through the shit. So I just couldn't. You didn't think. And then you, then were we were who you were. spend
1: like most of the movie, like trying to, like, oh, maybe, maybe they aren't, like, uh, thinking that they aren't. The I'm like, what? uh, uh, that- rage, R- rage, I, the rage is rage. It's coming back.
0: The, the other rage is the very ending of the movie with the uploading of the
1: footage. Oh, that I mean, it's, doesn't it's spoiler territory.
0: It uh, that's, does, all, that's all
1: I'll say. But it man. does the same thing that, that see this is this is the fundamental thing that that M Night Shyamalan and Ryan Johnson don't understand about hero stories. Mm-hmm. The hero right of the story is someone that we as the viewer aspire to be, right? You want to be as good as that character, right? But uh, both of these guys in the end of their movies go like, no, 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 no. Anybody can be a hero. You can be a hero. You watching this movie can be a hero if you do all that. I'm like, that's not what I want. That th- I need to feel the the aspirational qualities of the character. If you strip right. all that away from them and go like, no, no, no we're going to diversify that, and anybody can have it. It's not the same. You know, it no, doesn't have the same look at strength. You and
0: be, we want to be you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what people keep missing, especially from like the even the new Superman movies. I mean, you know, it's like that's kind of. The The aspirational quality of a hero who has a true north, who does things because he is just that, you know, this is who he is. Yeah. No, Not Luke Skywalker. He throws shit away. Yeah. Not David Dunn and, and you know. Uh. <laughs> yeah. And, and I got to tell you, like M. Night Shyamalan and I think Jordan Peele, unfortunately, are on like a similar career trajectory. And I hope I still have faith in Jordan Peele. Right. Wow. It's still early. And so I think it's third movie. It's
2: normal to have a sophomore slump. It's sure. okay. It's, but I'm, yeah. I'm
1: surprised how many people are considering us to be like one of the greatest movies of the year. Oh, yeah. I've heard that I'm, a lot. I'm shocked. i a lot. Yeah. Because I'm like, no, he fit, that feels like his M Night Shyamalan like misstep, you know, it's his lady in the water, but oh, Jesus, he can still come back, yeah. oh yeah, because he's got the goods. Yeah. But all right, that's uh, yeah, glass. Is, I don't glass. know if you got anything. Yes, no, that's, more that's, on glass. that's pretty much it. I, just, <laughs> I, I if
0: I reiterate that ending, like it's like they don't understand how uh, information passes. Through oh that too yeah, just that tactic, pit, yeah Yeah, it's just like oh we uploaded it five seconds ago and every single person around you on your phone is getting it like because it went to YouTube you're insane you're absolutely insane to think that that's how it works and to just pull back <laughs> I like that, that that's the back. problem you have is it, the technological is, process you pull back on the phone and uh, you pull back on the shot and everyone's like looking at the phone like oh did you see this it's just like what world do you live in gossip girl <laughs>
4: Yeah. Not that world.
0: <laughs> but what world do you live in where you think that this uh, this information is going to get to these people this quick and also that anybody's going to believe it in a world where right. you can just make right. anything and put it on
1: YouTube oh, and God, make that's it really right. real. Yeah, the whole end of that movie is like It oh. is that. It's just like what makes yeah, you but think that the secret society that's too, too. like, like oh, Jesus. Uh, oh, oh, it's
0: a terrible uh, fucking movie. Done, done, glass. All right. Fuck. See this is why it's the worst. This is <laughs> like, we did this. Creep. The rage. listeners just got to
2: look into what it's like when the mics go off and you guys stay up late all night drinking. Uh-huh. It's like you guys forgot we were podcasting for a minute there, and you were just like, "This was the on your shit. late night oh, rant, yeah." yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, so I say we guess what Michaela's worst movie is on like a three, a lot two. I don't one. remember
2: <laughs> everything she's seen
1: though. No. Name everything you saw this year. No, no,
0: no. no, no, no. no. You just gonna
2: go with. I, the... I, I did I ask you guys everything you saw this year before I made all three of your lists? I know did that shit all from memory.
1: I'm gonna uh, okay. I'm gonna uh, three, cemetery. two, one. Pet Cemetery.
2: We already did an episode on it. I'm not going to
1: talk about okay, it again.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's one of the worst ones this year, but like we've covered a lot of the bad stuff this year. we seen a lot of people know?
1: defending that movie too. And you know yeah. what? You're wrong. You no, are okay. right. mm-hmm.
2: wrong. <laughs> it, that's, yeah, that's definitely the worst Stephen King adaptation this year. It it is. Better
1: well the dark than Pet tower Cemetery. was the year before,
2: right? right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, this year yeah. we got what, three, four if you count in the tall grass. Yeah, yeah,
1: in the tall grass. It's like middling. That's yeah. all right. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um all right. So my worst of the year is Wounds ah. which is starring Army Hammers, Ozzie Beats, and Dakota Johnson. Um Army Hammer's a bartender who like works in New Orleans and uh some teenagers come into the bar and they like a scuffle happens and someone leaves their phone behind and he takes the phone home with him, tries to, like, get into contact with who left the phone and weird body horror stuff starts happening. It's a really cool premise that just, like... Completely collapsed in Damn. on itself. It and I don't, I don't understand how this movie got these three of those people. And I have just recently found this movie cost twenty million dollars, and it went straight to Hulu. And it was
1: that for the above the line talent. Who'd you I say it Army Hammer, Army
2: Hammer, Zazie Beetz, and Dakota Johnson mm. She's um,
1: pulling in that Fifty Shades money. I know. Can they beat twenty million dollars between? I, uh,
2: probably. Yeah. I mean, th- the thing is, this movie looks like dog shit. So the fact that it's twenty million dollars, like the special effects are really rough looking in this so I'm like where is all there's two locations in the whole movie like it's at at the bar and his apartment and Mm -hmm. that's it they don't go anywhere else so it's uh, this uh, this movie frustrated (laughs) me so much it it has two B plots that are constantly at odds with each other that just don't work like there is this like trans dimensional paranormal uh, ritual horror body horror going on that like, but there's also a relationship drama, and like, it'll take big detours to spend a lot of time in this relationship drama with like nothing horror related happening, and yeah. then it'll be like, then this weird body horror thing happens. It never fully establishes its mythology. It doesn't really explain why anything's happening or how it like moves from person to person, and it seems completely arbitrary. And then it just ends with an an inciting incident. Like, what would it be the start of another movie? Like this movie just ends with, and it feels the most oh it's just so unnatural the way it ends it's just like the most exciting thing you could imagine happening in this movie finally happens and it just then it just like cuts to black and it's it's not a resolution it doesn't even make any sense because the mythology we've set up doesn't make any sense and like th- these three a-list people like just signed on to this and i just don't know what they saw in it especially because it didn't get a big release it didn't really get a lot of press like i don't know what is this like a money laundering movie or something because that's uh, what it feels it like, like a film
1: festival movie that hulu picked up yeah you know, right yeah who's the director on this Do you uh,
2: know, i can't remember his name or see what, what they've done, like, done before i didn't recognize anything okay. they had done before but i mean i've I heard
1: it talked done about done there's been some it. people who have recommended it as like you know one of the best movies of the
2: Year too, Babek Anvari is who, mm. who directed it. I don't like. I don't recognize anything okay. he's done. But
0: Babu it, Frick, <laughs> that's who directed. But, it. yeah. <laughs> it's, Babu,
2: it'd be much more a delightful movie if Babu had, dir- had directed it. It just like I'd heard such good things about it. And that's why I went out of my way to watch it. And then like I just like wanted to throw my phone through the TV at the end because it was a cool premise that just like didn't finish the movie. Hmm. And like the twenty million dollars, I have no idea where the fuck it went because mm. it's not on the screen. It had to have been talent. It had to have been like, yeah, I'm not going to make any money off this once it comes out, so I need all the money up front or something. Like, it's just Army Hammer. You can see his butt in it if that does anything for you. So, you know,
0: not for Colin. That's no, that's like the, that's like
2: the best thing I can say about it. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Holly it got my
3: interest. Just now. I'm not Holly's lie. like, well,
2: maybe no. I'll, like, you it's know, scru- I'll watch uh, it at like three speed until I get I was to that like, scene. That sounds right. awful. And then you got to that. But I was like, oh, oh yeah, well, oh. And Dakota Johnson said it was good. <laughs> Dakota Johnson makes the most baffling acting choice in this movie as she I hear. just like mumbles. It, yeah. She never fully opens her mouth. She's like, I don't think she has a scene outside the apartment at all. She's just monotone and like mumbling the whole movie. And doesn't Weird. have yeah. And I feel I like, like
1: I want to watch this movie.
2: It's, I mean, you can if you if you want, but I'm gonna love it. You know, you might. <laughs>
0: nah, no, I'll
1: probably. I think it's, she, be a train she's, wreck, she's calling it the worst movie of the year. That's a stern warning. Well, yeah, but that's watch. a
0: challenge oh, that's to not, Sean.
2: That's my yeah, Sean sees that as a challenge. So I that's
1: right. I heard. Ooh, I heard. Cats yeah. is like one of the worst movies of the year. Oh, I guarantee you, Sean.
2: Cats. Sean wants to see it now. I kind of want. I want to see
0: the <laughs> fucked up version you were talking about. That sounds great. I want to see some fucking glitchy ass cats on the screen. Mm-hmm. Although I hear it gives people migraines. I don't want. I don't want to go to a fucking <laughs> movie and get a migraine.
2: Mm-hmm. But Holly, what is your worst slash most disappointing movie of 2019?
3: Mine is definitely the most disappointing. It's absolutely not the worst movie
1: pet yes. cemetery I,
3: is it a, a beautiful day in the neighborhood no i was oh, like if no. that's not in your top 5 it must
2: have been bad so no, it must no, be no, the no. most
3: i i enjoyed that movie it just didn't quite do it for me hmm, um i funny. i was debating between two it was between us which did not win cuz i was very disappointed by us um the winner of my most disappointing is joker
1: oh wow oh yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. wow
3: yes Okay. I know it's, it's a really hot. <laughs> this might be a hot take. Yeah,
1: huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the hottest very, of takes. It's very controversial. <laughs> oh I
0: know, Holly. <laughs>
2: it's kind
3: of twisted, isn't it? Isn't <laughs> a little fucked up. Yeah. I kind of love it. Um, not a bad movie. It's not a bad movie. Um, but I was very disappointed because there was so much hype behind this movie. All I kept seeing was like critics love it. It's a favorite at all the film festivals. Fans love it, and all that fucking hype is what I think did it for me. It's mm-hmm. because cause I went into it thinking this is going to be Oscar movie. This is going to be the movie of the year. Cause that's what I had heard. And, um,
1: probably is going
3: to get, Oh, I guarantee Oscar. it is, but that's not fu- the fucking movie I watched. <laughs> I, I, it's not at all. I, I okay. I, I understand that everyone is saying that Joaquin Phoenix, like performance of a lifetime. i I thought it was forced. I thought he was his performance was very forced. I'm not saying he didn't do a good job. I'm just it wasn't natural. Like, you know, I'm trying not to compare the Joker's, you know, but Heath Ledger's just felt fluid. Mm. It just felt. Like, it just felt like it was an extension of him. Walking Phoenix. fully
1: realized when he bursts on the screen. Yes. But I I guess that is the difference with the movie. This is the origin.
3: But that's the thing. That's my other fucking point is I did not want a Joker origin movie. I didn't want it. My instinct was I want the Joker to be a faceless villain. I want him to just be a lunatic. Just I don't want to know anything about him. I don't want to know where he came from. I just want him to be pure craziness. Right. I just, that, that's what I want. I don't want any emotion behind him. I want him to be the lunatic that's just harassing Gotham. That's what I want my Joker to be. That was my instinct going into it, but I gave it a shot. My instinct was correct. I do not need a Joker origin story. Huh. I don't need it. I, uh, I felt like the story didn't really know which way it wanted to go. I felt like someone wanted to create a movie about a man with severe mental illness and then they also wanted to shove it in the DC universe. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like it was two separate things.
1: I felt that. Right? Like it's not the Joker. It's a Joker. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because I mean, he wasn't my Joker. <laughs> right.
3: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure someone will say, like, oh, maybe that was intentional because it's conflicted just like he is. I. That's fucking <laughs> bullshit. No. It felt like two separate movies. And we we, uh, we see him like deteriorate into this mental into this state you know and and i i think they wanted it to be his morphing into the joker but it doesn't work because he's going into this he's like crumbling into himself and then all of a sudden bam he's the joker he's on a talk show he has total self-awareness. He has a plan. That wasn't the movie I was just watching. Mm. The movie I was just watching, he was crumbling into himself with no like feasible thought of what was happening. And then all of a sudden, he's talking to Robert De Niro and be like, I know exactly who I am and why I'm here. Who did, where did that guy come from? That's mm. not the movie I was watching. So it was, everything from the talk show on was just, I, I was checked out. I was like, this is taking a turn that does not make any sense to me. Yeah, well
1: I'll agree with you on the talk show thing because right. I thought that was like it just didn't feel like it came from the like the whole movie tries to set up this real world right. you know, scenario. Yes. And then the talk show is like this would never happen anywhere on planet right. earth uh, like the way that it happened and right. robert de Niro's miscast in that movie absolutely that's terrible i mean i get the riffing on the king of comedy right. sure but yeah, that's he, miscasting yeah, yeah he shouldn't have been in that role yeah
4: no. and,
1: <clears throat> and there's another little plot point which we can't reveal because right. of spoilers but that's like I mean, a lot of people that are forgiving it. I'm like, I can't. Forgive, I, I like, can that, That's I mean, why I, I said like. like dislike then, it as much as you did. But, well, you know, even that was like that. You can't do that's that why and I'm get like, away from with then
3: that. on. I was checked out. <clears throat> like, yeah. I just I can't I can't buy into it. I've, I feel like. I don't know. Maybe maybe I I need. Maybe I need more separation with my comic book movie, I felt like it was too real. Maybe they blurred the lines. That's a what I too was going to say.
0: Just like, you want that distance from maybe that. so
3: like I need, I, I need it to not be so realistic or so gra- rooted in sure. real world things. Maybe, maybe that's what I need. I don't know, but it just, yeah, I, I, I don't see the hype about it. Um Maybe it was my own fault for like it, it not being something I wanted in the first place. But, yeah, it, I just I don't see the hype. I don't think it works very well. Um, I think as an independent movie, if it had just been a movie about a guy with mental illness, it might have been a, yeah. a decent movie. Yeah,
1: I mean, it wasn't called Joker. Yeah. It was just about a clown. I get it, you, because that's yeah. kind of where I was at exactly. with it. Exactly.
3: And, I, yeah. I, you know, I will fully admit that the moment when the Joker shows up and... Him, and he's dancing down the stairwell with that music playing. Like, mm. I was a little excited. I'll admit it. He
1: goes up the stairs until that moment Then he's always coming down the stairs. It's true. It's an art film.
2: <laughs> Todd Phillips is a real auteur, isn't mm-hmm. he?
1: Well, there All is right. shit that he's doing in the movie. I mean, that is like that's one what, of those. That's yeah. why I said
3: I'm not saying it's a bad movie. It's definitely not the worst movie of the year. But it was my most disappointing mm-hmm. movie of the year. Joker.
1: Joker. Joker. <laughs> Joker. All right. Holy shit. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised. Actually, this is the shortest of our best and worst of. I think so. Yeah, the, the, the worst movies is always the most fun because yeah. then you can yeah. like so you really can, tear into the dunk it,
0: gun stuff. Because the rest yeah. of it,
1: you're like, well, I didn't like that as much as you did, but you know, I'm gonna, yeah. you know, right. it's, it's your favorite movie. Um, next week, though, no, we're there's per- or- unity and hatred. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next week, we are gonna watch. Uh, okay, so so oh. we have been uh, collecting your votes. <laughs>
3: It's that time of the year. That's right. It's your time of the year. It's your time. It's It's your voice. Yeah.
1: So the way that we've done this is uh, we put out a poll uh, on our Facebook page. Thank you all for voting. You both suggested the movies and voted on them. And so now, uh, basically, uh, we don't even need a tiebreaker because I was looking at the the totals today. And there are clear uh, winners. So we are going to watch over the next four weeks four movies that have been voted on by you uh starting with the 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 uh the fourth right okay and i haven't this is we don't know
2: what this is only
1: (laughs) i know what they are um okay so here we go you ready for this next week we are watching the classic 1987 motion picture jaws the revenge (laughs)
3: All right. All right. Let's do it.
1: Thank you for Yay. that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm
0: excited. Sean is very excited. <laughs> All oh, right. God, I love Godzilla sharks. This is going to be great. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. And unfortunately, I watched this. like I hadn't seen it in years, and then I saw it recently. That's your fault. <laughs> yeah, I know.
4: Colin well, has a neck for doing, doing I know, that. yeah. You
1: do. Uh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> it's Jaws the Revenge next week on Chosen Saturday Night Freak Chosen Reach by show. you, listener. Chosen by you. Uh, Happy New Year, and we'll see you in 2020, Jaws the Revenge. And until then, ladies and germs, the basement is going dark.